this is Mel from Rap Rankings, and you're listening to a Rap Rankings replay. This is Season 0, Episode 9, our review of Twista's Adrenaline Rush. Episodes from Season 0, aka the beta test season, previously existed on SoundCloud only. The versions uploaded here have been remastered to resemble current show standards for your enjoyment. Remember, this was Season 0, so if we sound like beginners, it's because we were beginners. But don't worry, the ratings are canon, it's just Mools and Mel's performances that aren't. Enjoy! slow intro because we gotta counterbalance the twist come on baby let's do the twist let's do the twist let's do the twist yeah hey the twist yeah the twist oh let's twist again and do the twist I feel like if he was in the studio with us right now, it would have one, the aura of one of those like adult swim shows. He would just be looking at us like, did I did I sign up for a bad interview? Like I'm firing my, my publicist. Well, come um, on, Twister, and lighten up. <laughs> hey, it's, welcome it's back. To a special, uh, the first quarantined edition of Rap Yeah, Rankings. the first of what looks to be many. <laughs> Quarantine. I mean, the, the truth is, every episode has been a quarantine edition. We do these at home. It's you know, true. And we're broke, changed. so we don't really leave the house. We don't have, like, a podcast office. You know, no. like, <laughs> done through the power of Zencaster.com and the internet. So, yeah, um, it is March 18th, 2020. And uh, we're here today to do a review of, what is this, the first uh major label twisted studio album well this is his second album second because he put album. something out before this right yeah he put out an album in uh also titled resurrection funny enough because commons resurrection obviously the most famous resurrection to come from chicago but yeah tongue twister resurrection um this is right. his first album under the name twista I really shouldn't say major label. I don't know if he's on a major label. Well, did this come out on a label? I don't know. We're not up to that <laughs> yeah. part yet. People are so used to saying like major label studio album Listen, this, debut, the, whatever. This is, this is his sophomore album, Adrenaline Rush, and thought of by many as his classic. Yeah, this uh, 1997's well, Adrenaline I don't know about Rush. thought about by many. I mean, maybe many people in Chicago many maybe many people you know tapped into hip-hop maybe uh, many men many 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 men right yeah perhaps oh I'll it's true oh god it's twister listen folks if you want me to get him to stop you gotta send me money <laughs> no you gotta listen to the true magic episode and then demand that we create an oh it's true it's true magic t-shirt over at the oh, rap rankings t-shirt store for an album that didn't score all that high well that's what makes it even every album is eventually going to get a shirt <laughs> do we put the ratings on the back 
Yeah. Like a jersey number. Yeah. Fifty 56.25%. Mm-hmm. True magic on the front with like a well, I don't know if we could put the cover on the front because that No, it's gonna be like a kind of like a Kurt Angle, most def kind of uh mashup thing. Oh man. We'll figure it um, out. Well, you know what's interesting about this adrenaline rush? Growing up, I always thought kamikaze. Now I know that's his most commercially successful, right? Well, yeah, that's because his. That's that's the album that I think on a national level, Twist yeah, of Brooklyn. it had the singles on it, right? Because in New York, I heard Kamikaze. I never heard No Damn Adrenaline Rush growing up. In fact, right. I think I've only heard this album once before we reviewed it. So this is something that uh, you know, like well, we don't really listen to Twisted in New York, bro. We don't. Um. Yeah, I wasn't really listening to Twista, you know. It's uh I mean this is for really later in the show when we talk about this, our our personal histories with Twista. But, yeah, of course. But you know uh, um, let me rap for my man Estilos at the top of the show and just say he's a big fan of that song that uh that uh You're so sexy. He thinks that's the one of the greatest hip hop beats of all time. <laughs> uh it's all right. It has that bad man on it, though, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't, no, I don't care for it. It's a good beat. I know how it sounds, bro, okay? I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like so sexy, okay? I don't like it. Wow. All right? I'm aware of the, the how it sounds. In fact, I bought the CD off someone off the street in Chinatown. <laughs> And I bought it with a couple other albums at the time. I think Godfather Buried Alive by Shine and then the Mace Welcome Back album. So, like, I heard Kamikaze, okay? Listen, I don't like that so sexy. Listen, it's not, listen, it's the, not the, for me. All right? Toxic masculinity just jumped out. Toxic masculinity? Why? <laughs> I don't know. You're getting aggressive. You're scaring me. I'm not scaring you. Wait, <laughs> me maybe my, I am. I don't my, know. <laughs> Me and my small penis sensibilities. I'm oh, come on, bro. We are going to make sure the world understands the concept of small penis rap in relation to big penis rap. Um, we'll probably just have to do a summit one day, like the skit summit. Right. But uh, anyway, what are we here to do? We're here to talk about this album. So, <sighs> oh man, we got to do that thing that we do. Yeah, I know. The, oh, the character building exercise that we do every month here. Oh, God. Months. Oh, God. All right. I'm, I'm going to make this quick. You ready uh, to build character? In honor of Twista, I think we should, we, we, I should try to do oh, it fast. You know what? If, and if you, and if you, if you're having trouble catching what's being said, slow it down on your podcast uh, uh, thing. Oh, well, this isn't on the podcast apps. Fuck. Listen, <laughs> don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. Trust me. By the end, you'll see what's going on. <laughs> All right, so... In honor of Twisted, why don't you speed it up for him? All right, well, I'm not going to speed it up yet. When I get to the, the, the rating part, I'm going to speed it up. It's like terms and conditions. It's, okay. it's funny because it's like the most important part of the show, but I'm going to speed through it. Not the most important part, but important to understanding the show. If you've never anyway, heard the show before. If you've never if you've heard, heard the, the show. show before, it's the worst part of the show every time. <laughs> yeah. By far. No one likes um, this part. That's already They, they the hate this part. We won't make t-shirts about this part. No, we'll make uh, anyway. The whole spiel will be on the shirt. Everything's going to get a shirt, trust me. I'm not just going to sit here and not and leave money on the table in such uncertain times. Yeah, what's that website? Big Cartel or whatever? Big Cartel, Small Cartel. We're going to have them all, all right? We're going to have all the cartels. Every single one of them is going to be under our control. 
Okay, well, welcome to Rap Rankings, the show where we listen to, rate, rank, and discuss every album in hip-hop history. I'm your co-host, Mel, here with... Mules. Right. So, uh, it says here in parentheses, banter. I think we bantered enough, so let's uh, just go. All right, this. let's go. <laughs> so, how exactly are these albums rated, using our rating system? Well, uh, I think I know part. somebody who can. Twista! <laughs> what do they say? Damn, baby, I can't do it that fast. <laughs> I think I know somebody who can. All right, here we go. Uh, the rating system is simple. Each song is rated on a scale of 1 to 10. These numbers do not reflect the quality of a song as that is indeterminable. Instead, each number reflects a level of enjoyment. In short, here's what each number means. 10 means this is perfect sonomy. One of my favorite songs of all time. 9 means I love it. One of my favorite songs. 8 means I like it a lot. 7 means I like it. 6 means it's all right. 5 means I feel practically nothing about this. 4 means, oh, great. I accidentally uh, clicked away from this hat. Okay, here we go. Four means... It's not the and you're going to criticize like Twista it. on this album. I can't wait. You're going to criticize my man, <laughs> Big Twist, because of... Uh, and and you, can't even, you can't even read your own damn handwriting. <laughs> four, it's it's typewriting. which makes it worse, perhaps. But four, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but I don't like it. Three, I don't like it. Two, I really don't like it. War means I can't stand it. One of the worst things I've ever heard. Once each album on a song is rated, three separate ratings are determined. The takeaway rating, the average rating, and the weight rating. Takeaway rating is a percentage of song like that is songs rated seven or higher. For example, on a 10-song album, if you like five songs, the takeaway rating will be 50%. The average rating is percentage obtained by dividing the sum of the song scores by the highest possible score that a particular album can receive. For example, each song can receive a maximum score of 10 points. So if an album has 10 songs, the highest possible score will be 100 points. However, if an album has 15 songs, the highest possible score will be 150 points. Lastly, the weight rating is percentage obtained by adding the takeaway rating to the average rating divided by two. This rating is considered the final definitive rating is used to ultimately rank the albums on the giant board of every rap album in history. Every rap there. album in history? Yep, every rap album in history. Wow. And what's on the board right now? You gotta give me some credit. I only, I only like slurred and messed up a few No, oh, okay, listen, you're not, listen, the Godzilla challenge already ended, so you're not gonna win that. <laughs> you're not better than Twista, <laughs> and you're no Tech 9 but I'll give you that. You're pretty good. That shit is great to me! All right, um, where are we at here? What are we doing now? Uh, yeah, the segment. So usually no, no, on the no, show, no, 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 that's, that's, that's uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, what are we doing then? We just explained the system. Yeah. Now what? Well. Well. Hit, hit the music. Oh, well, we don't need it. It says it was not needed. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's what I was that. saying. The segment we don't need. Usually, we do a segment called "I Was Effing Tripping," where we uh, make Fuck amendments it. to our to our past ratings. Yeah, it's listen. It's a family show. All right, I'll leave those those nasty, dirty words to you. Um. Anyway, yeah, we don't need that segment today because neither of us were uh, found that we were effing tripping about uh, any of our past reviews right now. And what was the past moment. review? Uh, the most recent one was. True Magic by most of Oh, it's true. Oh, God. It's True Magic. No, I wasn't tripping. I was exactly on point with my True Magic review. Check it out. All right. Well, um, so before we actually jump into the album, we uh, do this thing where we cover this week in hip hop, discussing the major stories from this week in history and also this current week in hip hop. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want me to keep going or you want to take over? What are we doing? Yeah, you know what? Let me take this one. All right, go ahead. So this week in hip hop history, Tupac's Me Against the World and E-40's In a Major Way both celebrate their 25th anniversary and Queen Latifah celebrates her birthday. Uh, nope, 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 don't, don't say anymore. 
Yep. Her birthday. Yep. I was told that you should uh, never say a woman's age. I've heard the same. So uh, happy birthday to Queen Latifah for turning turning an indeterminable age. For turning. For turning. And uh, Tupac and, let me say, and me, against the, me against the world, baby. It's my, happy uh, 25th my anniversary. Favorite, my favorite Pac album, probably. So Probably my second favorite Pac album. So happy birthday. Uh, Yo, and, I got to say, I think this is a great opportunity. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. But would you say... Would you say Me Against the World is a small penis rap album in comparison to All Eyes on Me as a big penis rap album? Wow. In comparison? Yeah. Because I feel like I gravitate more towards Me Against the World because it's a little more introspective. It's not so like bang, bang, shoot em up, death row. Mm, I don't think Me Against the World is... I don't think any Tupac music is small penis rap because he's always been like arguably the most confident rapper of all time. Okay, fair. Fair enough. Okay. Just asking. I was just Yeah, I don't think Tupac up. is small penis rap. I'm sorry. But okay, cool. us big penis uh, rap enthusiasts get Tupac. You get Drake, don't worry. <laughs> I love Drake. Um all right. So, the Billboard number 1 song in hip hop, uh the hip hop chart is uh Still the Box by Roddy Rich. Um still also the number 1 song in the country. Wow. Even in these times. Yeah, but my question is, do you think this is going to beat Old Town Road now? Is this going to be the longest charting song in history? No. Because what's gonna, it's... But here's the thing. With things slowing down because of the quarantine and whatnot, what's going to pop up and take that number one? I think people... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to pop up, but I think... Life people, isn't moving like normal right now, so... People might just... are going to get stir-crazy, so I, I predict the charts will be very erratic and will be jumping around and, and unstable okay. for, the, for the next few months because in the house, people are not going to want to listen to the same songs over and over. I think you, you know? underestimate people. I don't know. I think they're going to try to move through a bunch of different stuff because, you know, they're trying not to go crazy. How many more weeks so, would it have to be at number one for it to beat Old Town Road? Uh, I don't know. A lot. Old really? Town Road was was there for a minute, bro. Okay. I well, mean, this has been here for Old a minute Town now. Road, this is the third. This is the third episode. The third month in a row we've been saying box Roddy Rich. Um, let me see. I'll look it up real quick. Um, look it up. What are these people sure. have to go right now? They have nowhere to go. It had 17 weeks on top. Okay, and so far, Roddy Rich is at what, like 11 so far? 10? Maybe. What's 17 weeks? That's uh, four months, a little over four months. That's four yeah. months and a week. Um, I don't know how long the box has been number one, but... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like it's time. been number one all year. This is that era so things just go number one and stay number one because of streaming and whatnot. So I'm telling you, I think Roddy Rich is like four weeks away from or five weeks away from beating this thing. What a like uneventful song. I mean, I felt the same way about Old Town Road. I feel the same way about the original record holder. Like that was it, the Mariah Carey and like Boys to Men. Boys record. to Men, yeah. Like I mean. Not a bad song, but like really number one for that long. Like, was there nothing else to listen to back then? I guess not, because apparently people acted like there was nothing else to listen to but Old Town Road. But it was the kids, bro. Yeah, the what kids. What did that boy Samuel L. Jackson say? It was the kids. 
They call me Mr. Glass. Whoa, spoiler alert. Hold on a second. Really? What? Oh, they, they seen Unbreakable. It's the right. twist. So? Yeah, Twister. Wow. Full circle. Yeah, that's right. See? Mel's always, you know, I'm tapping my, my head right now, like the meme. You know, I'm always thinking. Um, yeah, so in the news, uh, COVID-19. I mean, we, we don't. If you're listening to this, wash your you, fucking you already hands. Know. You already know. Stay inside, you wash your hands, listen to the government, you know, all that good stuff. Mm, listen, it's hard to know who to listen to these days. Don't listen, don't take my advice as government. the gospel. I'm just saying, you know, when the CDC says keep your ass inside, don't try to, you know what I mean? I'm not saying the just government. Just stay inside you know I mean. and pay attention to all newses, not just this country. And then, you know, vet, vet the vet it. Like, don't just read something and say, oh, okay, this is how it is now. Vet the information. Read the comments Always. under the tweet. Read all Always. the comments under the tweet. Like, come on, guys. Figure Read this the shit replies out. Like, under the replies. Yeah. Yes, listen, exactly. Like, is, if, if you really give a shit, the internet age this for y'all to just still be believing stuff the second you see it. You know, please stop doing that. Just check everything. Check sources. You know. Let's, let's, uh, let's step up and let's uh, take care of our sick and our elderly and our compromised and uh, we'll be all right, guys. Now, here's the thing, right? Uh-huh. I don't want to sit here and talk about the coronavirus. And going forward on this show, I don't really think it's necessary. I think this show could provide a good distraction and escape for people who want to think about something else in times like this. However, with the, you know, obviously, like, all the major, you know, like, things have been happening to the point where you know, last time we joined everybody, we were still able to roam freely, go into public and do all that kind of stuff. Now there are all these restrictions. So it's, I guess, you know, it's the big story of it's everyone's talking about it. You know, it's a big story of, of the year of, of possibly could end up being the big story of the life. So it's worth bringing up once. And uh, before we move on from it, I thought if we're going to talk about the coronavirus and COVID-19, we should talk about what impact it could potentially have on rap. Because we know the biggest music executive right now, Lucian Grange, is hospitalized for this. The is music industry, the yeah. Okay. I was just asking. I don't know. He is now. And um, we'll get up one day. The thing is, is that this is going to have a ripple effect on everything. The music business is basically being worked from home right now so what effect do you think this is going to have on you know in the macro music in general and then the micro rap which is what we cover i'm gonna tell you right now every modern artist is shaking in their boots because their one main source of revenue has been cut off and that's touring right you can't tour through a pandemic like this. You just, you can't, unfortunately. And, you know, the industry made it so that that was really the only way that artists can make a substantial amount of money now. So they're screwed and it sucks. <laughs> you know, um, I'm hearing that, you know, albums are being postponed just like, you know, movies because yep. it's just everything's shaky right now. Well, you if know? you can't tour um, the album and it's a big album, right? You know, it's yeah, going to. You can't tour the album. You can't do like press runs, like certain engagements I'm, I'm thinking like off. in my head like Drake Kendrick 
guys right now who are like can't just drop an album and then move on to the next thing it has to come with a tour it has to come with award show performances and late night appearances yeah i think the weekend um the weekend's new he album was too after far hours, into his well yeah the discs out. have already been pressed up so for him it's actually kind of unfortunate because like he's so deep into his album rollout that like we're gonna get that but beyond this weekend album I don't know if we're going to see any big major label event albums until either this all clears up in a couple months or if things don't clear up so quickly, if things plans are going to have to be adjusted. I mean, at the same time, you don't want to drop an album and not be able to tour it, but you also don't want to disappear for, you know, some experts are speculating we could be dealing with this for a year and a half. In some ways, I feel like this could be beneficial for maybe lesser artists. People might have nothing to do but sit at home and consume entertainment and art. So, you know, put things out. Definitely put, don't stop putting Well, well here's out the thing. What about, like, I think people are playing around with the idea of, like, doing, doing shows and live streaming them, but from, like, a closed studio. Yeah, I, I've read about that. Um, I personally don't really have that much faith in the strength of internet connections to make that a worthwhile endeavor. I mean, it's it, granted, it's not like 2005. I mean, people watch no, live just, streams you, of Coachella. You hook everything like every through year. a soundboard, you route the soundboard to a mixing board, and you put yeah, that... Yeah, but it, you it'll know, be varying degrees of quality, because if we think about like award shows, or not award shows, um, festivals that are live streamed, that, that yes. there are lots of things in place to make sure that's a high quality experience. You know, and not right. everyone but I would has assume access an artist who like a Kendrick or a Drake would put those protocols in place. I'm going to tell you this right now, unless I really care about you as an artist and what you make, don't hop on Periscope or IG live trying to do a concert. Don't do it. Just know that me Mel is not, not interested. (laughs) It's going to, it's going to have, listen, this is undoubtedly, you know, is already having a huge effect on our world, on our economy, on our way of life. Music is going to be a casualty of that. Everything is going to be a casualty of that. But it it is interesting just to speculate on what they're going to do in the meantime and and how things look going forward. What you going to do when coronavirus runs wild on you? You know, that is the question of the times. Uh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to release an album pretty soon. Um, Luckily for me, no one cares about me. So this this virus doesn't really affect my bottom line and you know the amount of engagement and exposure i was gonna get not really i mean hopefully because people are at home and have nothing better to do they might actually listen to me for once but if they don't fine i was expecting them not to but bigger artists are impacted by this because oh yeah i can't there's more i'm just thinking about the biggest artists and how they're gonna move in this kind of world big artists and and touring independent artists who really need every bit of the music industry to be operating at full function for them to make a profit you know i i am not you know a part of that world anymore so it doesn't make me any bit of difference what's down and what's not operational and what's struggling and you know but people who are still trying to be career musicians i was there my my everything goes out to them because i know I know it's about to get even worse than it already was. 
right as if the as if the landscape wasn't already unsustainable for the majority of independent artists without you know financial backing now it's this could be a death blow to a lot of artists if you know the world at large already wasn't and the way that the uh streaming economy kind of swallowed a lot of people whole you know especially with now you know the samples and everything like that everything's got to be cleared there were already some barriers for entry into the music industry that were put up and now i suspect even more of the same and yeah like you know these artists like kendrick and drake and stuff they're rich they'll be fine ultimately but you know will a whole album cycle have to be thrown away and will they just have to drop something without as much in in it basically like i don't know we're gonna see we're gonna see what happens but i know one thing we're going to continue doing what we do here on rap rankings. If anything, we may be able to deliver more content and shoulder content on Patreon than ever before. If this really ends up being our way of life for the next year or so. Well, look, I got gloves. I got sanitizer. I got food. I'm staring at a box of fruit gushers. I'm prepared for this thing. I I don't, I don't, uh, We don't need to, like we said, this is going to be a, a welcome escape for them. Hopefully we, we've said what we had to say. Um, I think there's more that could be said about the impact on the industry, but maybe we'll yeah, just, but, but I'm sure you'll see that with. over the next few weeks and months from credible outlets who are doing and their, look, we know Drake has it. You know, we yeah, know Drake has it. it. Cause he was, he was hanging with hanging Kevin Durant. With yep. He doesn't want to say it yet, but he has it. He turned to 40. He's like, Oh no, I think I got the ting. Before he's like, what are you talking about? It's like the the Corona thing, but I didn't drink any beers lately. It's like that's not how it works, Drake. It's like, oh, woyoy, and that was probably the extent of the uh, conversation. But uh, yeah, so let's go into this album, uh, Adrenaline right. Rush, nineteen ninety seven, from the artist Twista. So. Adrenaline Rush is the third studio album by rapper Twista released on June 24th, 1997. It was the second album nationally released after his previous effort, Resurrection, under the name Tongue Twista, was shelved outside of Chicago. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, just Meaning, I guess it was something it was. was- it was self, maybe self-released or only released yeah, locally. Yeah, I mean, this, this this verbiage makes it sound like he was quarantined to Chicago because there was like, ain't nobody else trying to hear this. <laughs> but I think it was probably an independent release sort of situation or just like a limited, you know, Chicago-based release. When you use what they got to be careful using words like shelved. Oh, know? yeah. So um, uh, this, this album came about a year after Twista made a huge impression on Do or Die's 1994 album, Picture This, where he stole the show on three songs that he appeared on. I don't um, remember this. You talk about a huge impression. Then again, I was probably like two or three. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and you have to think about sometimes rappers will come through, you know, have these feature verses that sometimes... Oh, yeah, we know all about it. The show stealers, you know? You know, steal the show, and then all of a sudden... We're off and running. This person has a career of their own. Um, this whole album, Adrenaline Rush, was produced entirely by the legendary Trackster, who was also the in-house producer for Do or Die. And uh, both Do or Die, Twista, these artists came up on these uh, shy banging mixtapes. So from what I understand, 
just doing a little bit of research here. Shy he seemed banging. to be shy banging. Seems to be like like a, like a like a Michael Sarah helmed porn series. What? <laughs> shy banging. Oh God! Come on, Mel. <laughs> shy. C H I. Well, you wanna you wanna wanna go do it? I mean, only if you want to. <laughs> It'll be sick. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So, yeah, I, I think these shy banging tapes, from what it appears, there's not that much written about them at all. They look to be um, kind of the equivalent of, like, DJ Clue mixtapes, but for Chicago. So, in the 90s, I guess these shy banging mixtapes featured what looked to be, like, probably strictly Chicago artists. And okay. uh, they came to prominence through these tapes. And... Uh, you want to talk about the singles off of this album, Adrenaline Rush? Yeah, sure. But before for, for I do, a supposed, I, just want to I have say. to say, for a supposed classic, there's very little like actual conjecture out there about this album. Well, look, that's why we're here to to perhaps be the definitive document about this album. You know, um, yeah. Before I talk about the singles, I just want to say, growing up. Knowing Chicago is pronounced Chicago, I would see this and I would just think Chi, like C-H-I, but then it's like, no, the Shy. And I'm like, well, Shy is spelled S-H-Y. So shouldn't it just be like the She, like the Sh, or the Sh? Like, welcome to the Sh. But it's like, no, the Shy. It's not Chicago, though. No, it's Chicago. What's wrong with these people? They got brain worms. We know about them. We know about you Chicagoans thinking you're all great and you made all the foods and all the slang and all the culture. Well, guess what? You're still shy banging over there. And, 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 and I don't, don't think know. they're still shy banging. No, they're shy banging. Oh, well, they're shy banging, but they're not shy banging. I don't think they've <laughs> shy banged in a while. Yeah. The, what happened in the series? I don't know. We'll have to do a, a special rock, rap rankings investigative report. What happened to the shy banging series? I don't know, because I literally just heard of them in my research for this album. Hey. Well, uh, yeah. The first single off the album was Emotions, a song which reworked the chorus of the do-or-die hit Poe Pimp, on which Twista was featured. The single Get It Wet, you can only wonder what that's about, charted on the Billboard Hot 100 at number 96. With very little airplay or radio play outside the Midwest, the album was certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America, on July fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Wow! Get, recently, uh, 20, it just this shit took over twenty years to go platinum. Years to go platinum. <laughs> uh, well, hats off to Twista. Hats off. I mean, look, platinum is platinum. He did it. You know, uh, a sequel to the album Adrenaline Rush two thousand seven was released in two thousand seven on Atlantic Records. Yeah, so, our good friends over there at Atlantic Records. <laughs> what up, dude? Uh, look, I know someone who was trapped in an Atlantic Records elevator before, <laughs> and that is not a uh, metaphor. Metaphor? For like, no, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess now we can talk about this track list. Yeah, so we already know this whole album was produced by the legendary Trackster. Now, hold on. Let me look. Let me click this guy's name. Hopefully he has a Wikipedia page. I, I want to see if he's from L.A. No, he's from Chicago. Of course he's from Chicago. Okay. I'm just saying a lot of this production made me made me question some things, but all right, we we can get into this. He's always worked with Twista, by the way. Like he's been, I think, credited on every Twista album, at least on one song. Okay, 
but this is, you know, this is him behind the boards for everything. You like the beat, you don't like the beat, you got to blame him. Yeah. Well, track one, intro. Track two, Adrenaline Rush featuring Young Buck of Psychodrama. Now, this is another Young Buck. Yeah, so not, not Young Buck of G-Unit and UTP. Yeah, this is Young Buck of Psychodrama, spelled Y-U-N-G-B-U-K. Uh, track three, Death Before Dishonor. Track four, Bustin', 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 Makes me feel good. It feels so good. Yeah. Uh, track five, Overdose. Hey, who the fuck is this? Huh? <laughs> track six, Mobster's Anthem, featuring Liffy, Stokes, and Maze. I don't know him. I'll tell you I one thing. Him. I don't fucking know him. All right? What are you, a fucking rat? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Coming around talking about you making anthems, fuss? Huh? We don't need an We're anthem. Good. You know what? We're good. We got, listen. You got the king of New York, Frank Sinatra. You think Sinatra. we need your fucking anthem? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the fuck? I don't want to see you ever again. Lift Stokes seven. goes flying through a window. Yeah. Uh, track seven. Uh, He's a rat. He's wearing a fucking wire. <laughs> track seven. Get her in the mood. Skit. Uh, track eight. Emotions. Featuring Johnny P. Johnny P. What a nondescript rap name Johnny Johnny P sorry his name can't be Johnny Polygon he was a little behind the times here oh oh quit it alright leave leave the real Johnny P out of this I think this is the real Johnny P he was Johnny P when the other Johnny P was still in his diapers this is the real Johnny oh, P oh no this, this Johnny P apparently died no yeah, he died. November 27, 2016. He was only 44, man. Rest in peace oh, to man. Johnny Rest P. Rest in peace to Johnny P. The original Johnny P. The original Johnny P. Um, track 9, Unsolved Mystery. Not with Robert Stack, either. Yeah. Track 10, Corrupt Corrupt World, featuring B-Hype. Yeah. Uh, track 11, Get It Wet. Featuring Miss Ms. Kane, aka Erica Kane. Track twelve, no remorse. Liffy Stokes, oh, you gotta be fucking. I told you to get the fuck out of here, you fucking rat. Liffy Stokes, see you around here again. Be hype. Turtle Banks, Maze, and Master Link of Quelo. Turtle Banks, talk about making slow money. Badoo. <laughs> funny ass names bro Liffy Stokes yeah. Master you know. Link of Quelo Master Link of Quelo that's I a, think Quelo is probably the group Master Link is probably the oh, right okay Word. well uh and track 13 is the emotions remix which didn't I need a remix if you ask me Johnny P didn't need a yeah, fucking did, remix didn't need Johnny original, P did his but... thing what don't you understand Johnny P did his fucking thing why do you fucking remix this shit Huh? Why'd you fucking remix it? Who the fuck do you, you think wanna, you, you are? You want to disrespect Johnny P? Huh? You want to come around here making a new version of emotions? Think that's smart? You think that's wise? You saw what happened to Liffy? Huh? He thinks he's... Hey, no, 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 no. He thinks he's a fucking wise guy. Go ahead. Remix it. See what happens. 
go ahead remix it see what happens talk about studio gangsters but well folks it's about that time yeah the time Uh, where we uh we review the album yeah that is this is part one listen if you're listening to this go go and wash your hands Go yep. go eat some quarantined rations, your provisions. Hang eat out with can. your family. Eat your can. Eat your can. <laughs> I'm gonna eat your can if you don't eat your can. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Go 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 and do that stuff. Uh. Go rest and 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 you know, and then come. We'll be here. Come back for that part two where we start talking about this album. Because let me tell you, Twista, you seem like a great guy. Really, everything I've heard about you, you seem like a great person. Um, but you just might not be the rapper for me. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Well, we will see right here on Rap Rankings, the only show where every listen. We got to start warning people about this. I don't know. Like, first time it's like a first listen. They're not going to know why there's a long pause. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. We'll be back, folks. See you on the flip side. This is a Rap Rankings Breaking News Bulletin. Breaking news at this hour. Drake self-isolates after hanging out with Kevin Durant. In an article on hiphopwire.com written by D.L. Chandler writes, Coronavirus has infected notable figures, athletes, and celebrities since the news went wide about the potential dangers of the virus and its rapid spread. Drake who was seen hanging out with Kevin Durant, who has tested positive for the coronavirus, is reportedly now self-isolating in a bid to combat spreading the virus further. Page Six reports that sources close to the Canadian superstar say that Drake is currently back in his sprawling mansion in Toronto as he waits out the situation. Drake came into contact with Durant in West Hollywood on March 11th as the Brooklyn Nets were in town to take on the Los Angeles Lakers. Durant joined the team out west despite being injured and hung out at the Nice Guy nightclub with Drizzy. Uh, We reached out to Drake for comment. Uh, He gave us two responses. First, he said, it's a quarantine. Um, And then he said uh, he's trying to find out if this girl is just distancing herself from him socially. Or FC social distancing. More news as it becomes available. Do I hit the do I hit the music yeah, again? You hit it again? Okay. This has been a rap rankings breaking news bulletin with Mules and Mel. And now Rap Rankings with Mules and Mel. Adrenaline Rush by Twista. 
Wow. Um, wow, Drake is self-isolating. Yeah. Uh, listen, I just I just had to parrot the, the stupid things on Twitter. You know, this definitely took off as one of those things that somebody somewhere tweeted originally, that whole social distancing pseudo-Drake line thing. And it's already been ripped off by like a, hundreds of other Twitter accounts looking for retweets. It's like, what's the joy in that? What's the joy in that, though? It's like you didn't make it. No, I'm just saying that's how you know you got a good tweet. Well, yeah, yeah, right. If if hundreds of of accounts stealing the tweet. Yeah. You know, like it's already made its way to Facebook. It's like an image attributed to no one in particular. Just like the statement. uh, For those of you that don't know, sometimes we record our segments with our guests a little uh, early and... Yesterday is no exception, as we recorded our uh, guest apart from the rest of this review. So we actually joked about Drake getting the coronavirus. Uh, did we? Yeah, you were saying. Uh, I know we did personally. Something about you, no, you were doing it a whole. You're doing it. You're doing it. Oh, right. I was doing the bit. Yeah, the bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll look out for that in the in the episode and despite that i'll say drake get well soon <laughs> uh yeah well yeah get get well soon should we have been so be listen happy. not to listen i don't want to lecture you should have been social distancing <laughs> she said she uh what was, what was it goes uh she said i'm acting like a loner yeah baby i just got corona yeah Sorry, I ain't coming over. But you should take the night off of me. You know, he's always trying to tell girls to take, like, the night off, like, miss work. He's the original Corona, telling people to just miss work. You know? (laughs) Welcome back to Rap Rankings. All right. Yeah. Here we go. All right. So, Twister. Breaking news is over, and it's time to get back to... The matter at hand. Yeah, Twista, the Chicago MC. We're we're here for the review. All right, so <clears throat> we can we can we can just go right into this thing. Track one, the intro. Yeah, and as you know, um, all these tracks produced by the legendary Trackster. Yeah, yep. Um, I six plus on this intro. <laughs> Just a, a straight six for me. I originally gave it a seven plus when I Ooh. first heard it. But, you know, is one of those things where once the album was over, I went back and I'm like, this would have been a pretty good start if the album was good. It would have been a good start to a good album. But the album, I'm getting ahead of myself. But this is why the skit summit mattered because like it it factors into situations like this where the skit itself, I actually like, but the album that it's attached to that it plays off of, I don't. So it, it affects the album. It's a part of the album's DNA. It's fabric. So I'll say this. I'm surprised you gave it a seven. It starts with the definition, definition, like all of the worst movies ever. Adrenaline rush. It's a something, something, something like, oh, word. Now <laughs> we're doing this. Yeah, now. It's just, 
So it started with the definition, like all the worst movies. Regardless, I thought I was in for a good one because the sound design on here was clear. It was clear. Oh, yeah, the cinematics. really you great. Know, my, my only beef with this intro, a little too much of the cinematics. like two skits on top of each other, basically. started feeling like I was in a movie for a second. Yeah, it was for like real, we were like, getting like different scenes and, you know. Yeah, like they were in a pool hall and then like they leave and they're running outside and, you know. A little too much. A little too much, if you ask me. I think we could... Especially on this album where, you know, uh, a lot of these tracks end with skits tacked on to the end of them. I don't know why we needed to rush another scene so quickly at the end of this <laughs> I mean, intro. So I think it went It a was definitely a gripping, it's a gripping start. But if you're going to grip me and hold me here for something that's not fulfilling, it affects the initial grip, you know, like and how I how I feel about it in the long run. So. You know, it's cool that the sound design was very fleshed out, very polished. The characters were defined early. The story set up well. We can tell we're in Chicago. The setting mm-hmm. was established because they're like, Joe, Joe, Joe. That's Chicago slang. So it's like, all right, we're in Chicago. You know? But uh, unfortunately, what's to come affects what began. Well, to what, you. What, the beginning. To me. To me. Just to you, me. You're, talk, you're talking like you, you found the... You found the answers or something that you like. That I you... found the objective truth of Twister. Well, no, I didn't. It's just how I feel. It's just yeah. how you feel. I might feel I differently. Know. Yeah. Well, uh, you gave it a six. I gave it a six plus. Still a six, mm-hmm. regardless. Six is from both of us. Um. Yeah. We we can move on. Um. Track two, title track, Adrenaline Rush. Yep. I gave it a six. I give it a nine. You're kidding. You're kidding. You're kidding, no. right? No. You're not kidding. What re, What is a nine? I know you read it a little fast earlier. Read it again. I think you got corona, bro. I think it's it's uh, it's affected your brain chemistry. I've liked this song for a long time. Nine means I love it. It's one of your favorite songs. Oh, never mind. No, what's an eight? <laughs> Uh, eight means I like it a lot. Well, what? Hold on. What's what's the one that it's like? It's one of their best songs. Like that's, I love it. It's one of their best songs. That's a nine. I love it. It's one of your favorite songs. Or one no, of no, no, no. It's not one of my favorite songs. Right. It's not one of my favorite songs. The difference, like a ten, is one of your favorite songs of all time. A nine is one of your favorite songs. Like you know, maybe not of all time. Like. It's not timeless, but it's it's something you're fond of. Like it's one. Let instance. me put it this way: it's one of my favorite. Tw- if not my, f- it, it is my favorite Twista song, or up, it's up there. Sounding like an eight to me. Sounding hmm. like you should be giving this thing an eight. Why do you say that? Um, isn't isn't do nine? You love? Do you love it? Let's let's start there. Do you love the song, or do you like it a lot? In the context of Twista, or every song I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, because like, kinda, I think, I think both. it's like I a mean, top three. I think it's a top three twist song. I think it's one of his best songs and I love the record, but here's the thing. It's not one of my favorite songs because first of all, I, I, I bro, there's over 350 songs I've given a 10 to. I have the data. Okay. I, I have the data. It's not in there. No twist song has gotten a 10 before. 
look for me i mean i know what what we're saying here in the definition that the, the you know that we gave to each of these numbers um i don't know i'm surprised to hear this nine i feel like first of all is twister one of your favorite artists of all time absolutely not right okay um you've liked this song for a long time though you said you you love yes. the record it's one of your favorite twister songs not maybe one of your favorite songs, period. No way. But so if it's a record you love from a guy who you who you're not in love with. I don't hate Twista. I like him. I right. just like yeah. I don't consider him like he wouldn't even be in like my top hundred rappers. But I think this is like probably like Bro, this to me is like probably. I mean, like, you gotta look at it like this too. This is one off from a ten. I know, but you it's know? not a ten. But it's not a. 10. It's not. It's also one off from an eight too. You know. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now, because, like, is like what's an eight? What's an eight? All right, look. A ten means it's a perfect song to you. It's one of your favorite songs of all time. Nine yeah. means you love it. It's one of your favorite songs. From that artist, I don't understand what that means. One of my, I don't have from favorite songs and otherwise. favorite songs of all time. I have, there you go. Yeah, from that artist. There you go. From well, that I'm, artist. I, check it out. Hadaway, What is Love? Okay. Not one of my favorite songs of all time, but it's one of my favorite songs. Like, right now? Yeah. But th- does that mean that like you expect it to not I don't be think one it's perfect. I don't think it's a perfect song. It It doesn't. It's not like why is it not stirring in me. that in that okay so Hadaway what is love we're gonna use that song as an example because was, because uh, every time it podcast. comes on for me a ten every time it comes on okay I go up for it no matter we're, my we're mood, not even talking about know, a ten right now we're not but we but, are t- you're asking me the difference between one of your favorite songs of all time and just one of your favorite songs. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't make that distinction. To me, one of my favorites, if if I consider a song one of my favorites, it's a 10. But here's the thing. If I consider it one of my favorites from that artist, it's not a 10 necessarily. You know, like, I, I bro, there are probably like songs from plenty of rappers that I'd give like eights and nines, but I wouldn't give them a 10. I mean, to me, I always had that in my Perhaps perhaps this was an oversight before we started the show. Because to me, I always had the description in the nine where it's, I love it, one of my favorite songs from that artist or just in general. I just think from that artist is enough to, to if, if, if that's what we're going by, that's enough. I don't know so what you So we mean, should favorite. add it to the official I don't know what all thing. time this means. This is why like, we're doing. It, when you say something's one of your favorite it's songs of all time. It's well, all no, time. No, 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 no. I'm saying like, do you have to have listened to it since you were a kid or something? Like, what's your... What is all time? What the it's hell what does I've that been mean? saying. It's like no matter the space you're in, no matter the movie. Bro, you gave in, no MF Doom Rap Snitch Knishes a 10. You said one of I your did. favorite songs of all time. You had just heard it 48 no, hours before we did the review. Knishes. I gave Deep Fried Friends. D- Deep Fried Friends. Who gives a damn what ditch it was? All right? What I'm saying is, how are you going to sit here and tell me about All Time or Hadaway or any of this shit when you on air made a whole to-do about, I'm the first person on the show to give a song a 10? So you're going to tell me a song, you're going to tell me a song that you had only heard 48 to 72 hours, you couldn't even get the coronavirus in the time it took for you to decide that Deep Fried Friends was a 10. You can get it, it just wouldn't be finished incubating. So how so hold on, let me ask you then. All right? 
what made you go ahead and say, this is one of my favorite songs of all time when you had only just heard it a few days before we did the review? There's a lot factored into that decision. First of all, it's musically, it wasn't something I was entirely unfamiliar with. I'd heard the sample before in places that we don't need to mention. Um, number one. Number two, the concept is something that I was Why not a nine? Lived Why not a life. nine? Why not a nine? Because I was moved to such a point, and I feel like, as I said in the review, he perfectly encapsulated, to me, perfectly encapsulated relationships. I gave, what did I give that record? What did I give that record? Do you have a, do you have the data? You gave it a nine. I gave it a nine! And so are you saying that Adrenaline Rush is as good as deep fried friends too. No, because they're two, two they're two different kinds of songs. I'm not saying one's better than the other. What I'm saying is deep you've fried asked friends me this before. Deep, you've asked deep me fried, this before. Deep fried friends. You had me friends. compare just based on the numbers before. It's I'm, like so bro, are you saying I'm, this is listen, as good as this? Cuz you gave what, this an 8 or No, no, no. no. I hear what you're saying, but here's the thing. They're two different kinds of songs. Is like what it depends what do you put importance on, right? Like do, does a song have to be like meaningful and like emotional and touch on a real subject to get a, a nine? No, because Don Tolliver's song by the name of Back End got a nine for me. You keep talking about ago. Hadaway, Don Tolliver. I'm begging you to talk about a freaking rapper. All right? Listen. First this of is all, rap ranking. Hadaway got bars. All right? What's a, what is three, love? N- name Baby three Hadaway songs and then spit. Give me the first verse off Give Me the Loop by Biggie. Okay, if you want to step to go. me right now, this is Here what I got to go. say to you. This is what no, this is what I got to say to you on this damn show, on this program. Okay, a nine to me is everyone's different, bro. Like personally, no, no we are, we are. It's just I'm thinking we I were just talking about Chinese people, bro, and we were just talking about how Chinese people and American people are different. Yeah, and it's okay. So Twista and MF Doom are different. They are. They're different. One guy couldn't... MF Doom could not do what Twista does. And Twista probably can't do what MF Doom does. Okay. So so I'm just saying, what? I'm, that's not what I was arguing about. What I was saying was, what grounds do you have to call a song you just heard three days ago a 10? All time. How do you know all time? You haven't even made it to the next week. You act as if we don't have a, seg- a segment called I Was Effing Trippin'. It could change. I know, but you, were, you weren't effing trippin' because on Oh, It's True, It's True Magic, you didn't say you were trippin'. I said I, I was know. Trippin'. Now, I could be trippin' a year from now, 10 years okay. from now. Maybe so. Maybe you say, you know what, Mules? It is a nine. I don't think this is one of my favorite songs of all time. But when that time comes, that's why you take it down. As a Listen, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm not going to be bullied out of not giving this I song a nine. I wasn't trying to bully you. I'm just like, I know what a nine is for me. Now, granted, I feel differently about this album than you. I'm pretty sure. So I don't uh, love you know, this album. I don't think any anything on here is approaching a nine. Not even sniffing a nine. Okay, to me, so that's that's why I'm kind of like to me. I think the first it. time I ever heard this beat was on a Cameron album. I can't exactly remember. I think it's Purple Haze, but I'm pretty sure. I'm, you know what? What the fuck, bro? We're all locked up right now. No one's going anywhere. You're going to listen to this shit no matter what because you got nothing to do. I'm going to check right now just to be sure. I think the first time I ever heard this beat was on Cameron Purple Haze. We're going to see right now. Purple Haze is in my mind, okay? <sighs> well, while he's looking up records, I'm going to tell y'all uh, how I felt about Adrenaline Rush. Um, I mean... 
so this is the start of the album officially musically it's the first track uh we got this like west coast sounding synth this like really cheap bass it sounds like the boo bass plug-in in fl studio um the first voice you hear i don't think it's him it's this deep it's, voice it's guy. young He's, buck okay well he wasn't credited at least on my version um and then twister shows up He's uh, saying stuff. He's uh, burying his victims in the wall like Gacy. Uh, kill like I'm nuttier than Buddy Love, but I still wouldn't leave a bloody glove. You know, threats, violence, rap music. Um, the chorus is fine. I recently had an adrenaline rush, so I get it. It's an adrenaline um, rush. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, musically, it sounds kind of cheap. Like, like cheap plugins, cheap instruments, cheap. Didn't you like that Stop. big Sean with the dum, 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 those, those yeah, strings? The, yeah, you were talking about the strings. Yeah, well, I did. But but do you not think this sounds cheap? Not at all. To me, this oh, sounds wow. classic. This sounds so classic <laughs> to me, as a matter of fact. Yes, okay. I was right. So there's a song called Adrenaline on Purple Haze with Twista and Psychodrama. And it has like pretty much the exact same beat, right? So I heard I heard the beat for the first time on Cameron shit. Then when I heard the twisted version, which is the original, I was like, I really I really like this beat. I like this hook. I like this beat. I I mean Twista's doing what you I mean if you've ever heard Twista, he's doing what he does in in a in a major way on this one, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I think he's busting on this shit. I think the beat is great. It's ominous. It's like. It bangs to me. It sounds a lot more contemporary than a lot of beats from that time period. I just, I rock with you this. listening out here right now. I want you to go and play this album and get back to me and tell me whether you think this beat sounds contemporary. I love this. Listen, I'd be honored to get a beat like this. Okay. <laughs> well, I like Cassidy. this beat a whole lot. And, and obviously the beats classic because Cameron put it on his album. He did, they did a remake of the song for his album because the shit was so hot. I listen. They were my doing ears that don't, a lot back then, weren't they? Just my like ears don't fuck. Beats. They still do this bullshit, but my ears don't fucking lie to me, bro. When I hear this shit, I hear classic, and that's it. I hear that boom, 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 boom. I mean, here's the thing, bro. Boom, 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 it's not boom, boom. Sounding cheap doesn't disqualify it automatically. I, I like plenty of cheap sounding stuff. Yeah, we know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Soldier Boy's whole come up was off of cheap stock sounds. The the daggone still drum in FL Studio. Now I'm not a huge soldier, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I like that stuff. There's other stuff. This is not a diss. The rapper Father. When I first heard him, his stuff. Man, get the fuck out of here, bro! With this fucking father shit, bro! And you're gonna have the nerve to speak down the song, the beat. Look at wrist. That doesn't sound pristine and hyper produced. It's very simple. It's just the bass line, boom, boom. Yeah, but boom, the, but nah, boom, because here's the thing. This is a beat, bro. This is a produced beat. This has. This is not like some just. Fucking, this is a beat, bro. This, this is, is a, a fucking beat. beat, bro. This is not. I never heard father rap. This is not a minimalist beat with with just like bass tones in it. There's well, drums. I'm glad you used that kicks. word because the cheapness of the instruments here makes it sound minimalist. I disagree. Like what's actually happening musically isn't minimalist, but because of how the instruments sound, it makes it sound minimalist. It makes it sound cheaper. You I think if it was the album, same full beat disclosure, with you better quality people, instruments. You listen to this album in broken headphones. You, 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 you've been going on about... Broken. Both ear cups work 
Okay, what the problem is that physically the ATH M50Xs by Audio Technica are designed is a design flaw. It's a flawed design because and I know also, the second I'll time you, this has happened you, to a pair of these headphones. You, I mean, you, little I got hinge, something, I got something more for that you keeps too. the ear cup attached to your head. I got something more break. for you too. It'll break, and then the cup won't. But no, I have a fix. So you right. were listening to that album with it. your hands on your ears like it's like freaking uh, the Hear No Evil. You attack my vehicle. You attack my headphones. Will you attack my ears next? I don't know. I haven't seen them. But all I can say, <laughs> all I can say is this. You've been talking about broken headphones for the last couple of days, which lines up with you talking about not liking the Twist album. And it makes sense. No. First of all, when I first listened to and, the and secondly, album, they weren't And broken. secondly, I'm going to tell you something broken. else. You go on about these headphones, after. these Audio-Technica THX1138, okay? I'm going to tell you something right now about these headphones. You're talking about they're the industry standard. Fuck the industry. You, you don't have a disagreement with me there. I don't like right? the industry. So I don't give a damn about what their standard is. You listen to Twista on broken headphones. Twista! Police! <laughs> Twister, police, <laughs> arrest this man. I gave it a nine. It's okay. just great to me. I got you. That shit is great to me. Yeah, this is, one of Twister's, is, clearly. this is one of Twister's best songs. He named his album after it. He did a sequel. Cameron got on this thing. Listen, I got hip hop on my back right now. Okay? okay. I got Cameron uh, on my back. I got Twister on my back. All right, I'm well. not giving up a fight. This shit's a nine. <laughs> okay, well, I'll say this. Uh, early on, by the end of the song, it was settling in that this is likely, it's likely going to be a whole album of this. Hell and I realized yeah. I wasn't happy, and I was forced to realize how I really feel about Twista. And, and the fact is, he's probably just not the rapper for me. He's not a bad rapper, but I don't want to hear a whole album of rapping with this technique. You look at me him personally. As a, you look personally. at him as a spice. Yeah. I prefer him on features. Honestly. And you I like sprinkle some of a little bit of twista on your shit for the And it can that. taste real nice. Yeah, but whoa, hey. Well, still out right. there, no, pal. It's, it's 2020. Twista, come bust on the track. I'll eat it right up. Oh my god. So you're gonna go ahead, you're gonna say he's not for you, the song's a six, it sounds cheap. And now you want him to bust on you. <laughs> no, not on me on the track. He did. And you did. And you failed to acknowledge it. You failed to enjoy it. Because he's on the whole track. I need him to. It's a spice. Exactly. He, he added to taste. This was, bro. You know, this is like, not, an, you know what? The whole dish. You know what this was? This is the fucking ghost pepper, bro. This song. All right. You take this. Listen, it's not <laughs> for everybody. It was too but, much for me to handle. Well, I was ready for it because I've got, you know, I, I'm a hot one. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, the deep voice man, who was it? I think it was Young Buck of Psychodrama. No? Okay. He has a line in here. He says uh, something. He's too much for the industrialists. And I was like, huh? I love that. I love yeah. that. The industrialists. Like, yeah, like you know. steel workers? And no, you know, the industrialists. Or like the music industrialists. Exactly. But, you know. Listen. Okay. It, if you know, you know. Okay. This is a song. I got hip hop on my fucking back. I got him. All right. Well, he says I got the urge to ooh 
Whatever that means. Um, <laughs> what about that? Whatever that for me. Um, and he says, I'm the worstest, which is the most Rugrats sounding rap line. I appreciate it, though. Maybe Don't think I'm shaming him. I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm right? the worstest that popped me. I enjoyed hearing that on the track. I'm the worstest. Listen, not uh, just my professional advice. You should like this song. I think you're tripping. I think I'm I think fine. you should like it. I think you should. I think you should like it. That's all I'm saying. I think everyone should like it. You all listening should like Adrenaline Rush. You gave Rush it a nine. Song. I gave it a six. And um, that's what makes this show great, guys. <laughs> you know? Didn't you like that? What we just did. I hope so, because if they didn't, <laughs> they should probably stop listening. You'll forever. probably be listening to this show, looking at it like it's uh, Mel looks at a Twista album. Oh, man, that's uh, that's dark. Uh, anyway, we, we should move on unless you have anything else to say about Adrenaline Rush, the track. Some great fast rapping on here. Oh, I'm glad you like it because there's more of that where that came from. Uh, track three, Death Before Dishonor. Uh, another six for me. I give this one a seven. Okay. Um, I said I, I knew we was in the 90s within seconds, and that's not a diss. It's just it has that that production quality. It really, that this value. one sounds, compared to Adrenaline Rush, this sounds dated. Even the refrain of like, uh, all days after all days. <laughs> I can't even do it, bro. That's why Twista's Twister's, you know, to be respected. I can't even, I can't even do it. He's a twister. He's a tongue twister. He is. Well, here's here's what's funny. Yeah, this beat sounds like it's straight out of the '90s. That's not a bad thing. I just somehow observe. I wrote the cheap instruments continue. There's more of that boo bass sounding stuff in the right ear. There's more West Coast synth in the right ear. There's like the sort of pizzicato sounding thing. In the yeah, the the, the West wrote, Coast synth on here like is not is a little bit like eh, pronounced. You know? Yeah. And and kind of you know, a little I'll, much, listen. But, I, but here's what's a, funny: a big I, drop off from a nine to a seven. By the way, could be acknowledged. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'll say you know this what? though. I you know what? I'm gonna like, do a little. I'm gonna do a little. Uh, a little uh, uh, seven minus. All right, seven minus. See, I'm fair. I'm fair. All right. I mean, don't just be adjusting stuff just just to, to look less unstable. <laughs> no, you I'm know? not. Listen, I'm doing it because I'm thinking like. You know what? Like production-wise, I really don't like thinking about the adrenaline rush I get from Adrenaline Rush, and then like Death Before Dishonor is good. Like I think Twist's rhyming on there, like you know, like I like I like the skit at the end. Even like I think it's I don't know like about like the like yeah. There's something. It's a seven minus. I like it, but it's a little dated. I think that's more accurate. I think that's more fair. Well, here's what's interesting. I actually like the cheapness of this beat better than the previous beats cheapness. Bro, there's more to me. There's more going on on the sound stage on this beat. Stage for me. Sound stage. Listen, yeah. there's I'm nothing not, on I'm this album. To like a, like, like there's a nothing I'm on this saying. album. That's better than adrenaline rush. Wow. Well, way to spoil the review. Mules. I gave it a nine. <laughs> what do you think? I'm going to be giving other songs on this fucking thing. A nine. Have At you heard this it? Rate, I mean, have you I heard have... it? <laughs> I have. But you know, I, you you give Adrenaline Rush a nine. I don't know what to expect now. You know, a Chicago. Listen, they say like an you know like a uh, like an LA ten is a Chicago six or no, a Chicago. Is that what they say? Right? No. What do they say? No, the an LA. I heard no, an the, LA the, six is a Chicago ten. Well, I heard on the Childish Gambino album Camp 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a New York Nines and everywhere else six, time-wise. Okay. The opposite go. goes for chicks. There you go. New York Nine is not everywhere else six. Okay. So that's, I mean, if this is a Chicago classic, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, okay. I mean, I don't know if you're, you have the, you know, the jurisdiction to make that claim, but I, um, I think if anything, I could, I'm the closest of the two hosts on the show, you know, of course, being Wolves and Mel, I'm the one who could, who could most, you know, make that statement being from the Midwest. But yeah. at the same time, you know, as, as we all know, adults are smarter than children and, uh, <laughs> I'm the adult in the room here and, you know, people come to me for the sage wisdom that they come to expect from these great reviews that we do here on Rap Rankings. Death Before Dishonor, I agree. We all should have Death Before Dishonor. Um, well, you know, I actually, I, I disagree because not everything is worth dying over. Um, not every dishonor, not every moment that uh, you experience some sort of a dishonorable action. I, I wrote here, uh, he, he says in the song, I'm going to die before I let you make an ass of me. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You need therapy. Okay? <laughs> That's that kind of mindset. That'll get you in a lot of trouble. So and, and look, you, I get... You're holding, listen, his bad, you're holding his bad outlook on life against him now? Yes. Now, I said, look, I know our system's effed up, so I get it. It's not like you can just go get therapy, but you might want to work towards it. Because if you... If you rather die before you let anyone, because plenty of people in the world will make an ass of you. It's just, it's unavoidable. And if you're trying to die during every moment, this man's gonna try that every every time we do a review, he's gonna bring this Gen Z logic to these songs, talking about, (laughs) hey, listen, you know, even though things are hard right now in these troubled times and these divisive uh, situations. First of all, I'm not a part of that Gen. I, I'm a. Gen Z's come after millennials. I guess I'm a millennial. No, you're a millennio. <laughs> Shout out to those. Those came out of cherry the millennials. Yeah. <laughs> I never got a box of those. I was kind of upset. Um, missed again. But yeah, I guess I. Yeah, seven, again. Listen, I'm gonna say seven minus on this because I need I need to make sure that sevens and seven minuses there is a bit of a distinction there. Be you careful know, with this. You, you, the audience is looking at us with the side eye. They're like, yo, they're just changing ratings on the fly. No, no, no. no. Dude, we always change ratings. I was fucking tripping. Hit the music. <laughs> we usually wait to hit the... I mean, hitting the music in the episode. There's no rule that says we can't do it. Hit it. Yeah. I ain't got it on me right now. What do you mean you don't got it on you? <laughs> Seinfeld on rap. <laughs> yep. Um... Okay. Yeah, listen. Uh, he has some hit some lines in here though. He's like pull the stage curtain back like Norman Bates. I thought that was cool. Well, uh, Norman, uh, excuse me, Norman Bates actually in the 1960 film Psycho, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, actually didn't pull a stage curtain, but rather a shower curtain. So uh, someone should educate him. But you know, not in any bad way. You know, it's oh, come his, on, I'm it's not, not like, his fault. Bro, he grew not... up in a low income neighborhood, so maybe he hasn't oh, seen Psycho. God. Oh my god! Is that is that how y'all think I sound out there? Because if so, I apologize. Come on, lay into him a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right, fine. He has one. This I'm not a fan of when rappers compare uh, their their verbal abilities, lyrical abilities to guns. He's like the vocal calico make a chest ripple. You know, I like it better than like 
the vocal penis penetrates the something or other, you know, oh, like big the bear. page. When it, big Bear was like, my bar is hard as an erection. Yeah, that kind it's of stuff like, is just like, uh-uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, um, it's like, it didn't bother me to like, like, you know, I'm throwing the headphones across the room, but you know, it's, I don't no, know if that's but, ever, but obviously you know something what? The bothered you to throw them across the room because they're broken now. <laughs> Wow, I've been exposed. That's how they broke. I was so disgusted by the album, I threw the headphones and broke them, and I've been co- trying to cover it up ever since. Uh, no, the one, the one line, or the one, one time that, that jumps out at me where I actually liked a rapper doing like the like I'm verbally a gun is uh, on the uh, the bad side. Lil Wayne with Jewels. Um, spit like an Uzi. I spit like I just jumped into Uzi clips. And who is you with? I can move your clip. All I gotta do is let that that whole scheme. I like that. That was cool. Um, but that may, that may have been more about the delivery of it and the performance and the way he was just playing with the Uzi over and over and over again. But uh, you know, um, yeah. I mean, the, it's it's fine. It's I. Right. It's I right. straight. Like if it comes on, I'm not mad at it. I'm like, no, I think it's, it's slightly it's, better I than I. I think I like it. But it right, does sound a little deep. But it, no, seven minus because it sounds a little deep. Seven minus. It does. Yeah. Um, the song ends. It's like a guy frantically calling him uh, another Chicago because he's like, "If you didn't pick up, dog, man, Joe, you know this, that, other, they can't." He was knocking on the door. The popo was looking for you. And then he ends. He's like giving out his phone number. He's like four nine zero eight two six. And then like you know, dude, these I think these skits for what it's worth, like. I, are definitely well constructed. I'm, I'm kind of bummed because the skits are like well produced, you know? Like they don't sound crappy. I wish that the album that the skits are supporting was better so that I, I could enjoy the skits better. more. Well, you do. Uh, so let's keep talking about it. Um, it feels so good. Track four. It really does. Uh, you know, it, when I think about it, it, it actually does. It really does. <laughs> All right. Well, I gave it a six plus. Oh come on, bro! What the fuck, man? Come I gave on. It a six plus. Uh, I gave it a seven plus. I wanted to get look. This is so at this point on the album, it was definitely my favorite beat. I, I, I mean, hence the plus. I gave it. You know, it's yes, a it has that six. kind of like acoustic guitar, but and like harps, like a very yeah. kind of wistful, dreamlike soundscape. Yeah. Very um, relaxing sound, but also kind of like I gotta tell you, bro. Just, 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 just say what you gotta say about this. I'll tell you how I feel about this. Okay, well, uh, you know, just some things I noticed uh, in the verse. The first verse, he's like, uh, "There was a girl in the bed to start the verse." Uh, shortly after, he says he sent the girl in the bed home for a girl with quote chocolate big thighs mm. and a red bone. Um, I thought that was funny, because uh, I mean. Now let me let me get in my pedantic bag again. Chocolate big thighs. Grammatically, it's but I actually prefer it because it's it's more flavorful than big chocolate thighs. Chocolate big thighs is funny to me because it's just like you know. It sounds funny. It sounds funny. <laughs> chocolate big thighs is better than big chocolate thighs. Um, although I, I'm not even sure if grammatically that's incorrect. I'm not sure. I, it sounds like it is. But they're both adjectives, so couldn't you technically say chocolate big thighs and be fine? I don't know. Um, he's talking about, uh, no. you know, the, um, the gen, he wants the Gen to, Z. The Gen I'm Z. I'm not a uh, freaking Gen Z. All right. All right. Um, he's talking about 
playing spades and uh, getting into some old nasty shit. I mean, hey, don't we all want to get into some old nasty shit sometimes? Um, talking about sitting on the floor and playing some Tekken 2. I'm like, oh, I know we in 97 now. I love it. I love that line. That was great. Um, now, here's, I, I'll say something here. Actually, I'll let you take over. I'll save this for later. Well, what do you have to say about this? Okay. So I got to tell you, for a song that I had only heard once prior to going and doing this review, uh, I have like a weird nostalgic feeling about this song uh, that like, I don't know why, but it definitely sounds like a song I would have heard played around me growing up. It feels like I've heard it despite not hearing it. So like this song, yeah. he's like talking to a girl and just kind of telling her like the life that he lives and what he does. Right. And like how he like hangs out with his friends and what they do and you know, all that stuff. So uh-huh. as far as like him, kicking it to a girl it's the only song on this album where i feel like that works and it's it's not off-putting agreed um because it's not really like i wouldn't call it like just a girl record it's kind of just telling a girl how you live and what you're gonna show her you know you know but what made me really feel like i don't know man i just felt like it brought me back to like you know like you know graduating high school and going to college and like hanging out with my friends and like driving around, you know, just chilling out. Like just, it brought me back to a time. And uh, for a song that I didn't listen to at that time, and there are plenty of songs I could go to, to bring myself back to that time. It's, uh, it's odd that this one did, but nevertheless, uh, I thought the hook is pretty good. They have a, uh, what's her name? Miss, Miss Uh, Erica. Is that her? Is she on this? Erica Kane. Uh, shoot, I gotta pull up the Wikipedia page again. Pull that hoe up? Um, no, it's not. That was, she's on track 11. Who's who's singing on this feels so good? Uh, there, there, at least there's no credit on Wikipedia. I don't know, but she sounds good. Okay, well, someone's singing, and they're doing all right, you know? Uh, it feels so good. Yeah, it feels so good. I like this. It feels so good. I got to say seven plus. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Um, so this is where I get to expose myself as a fake Midwesterner. So I moved away from the Midwest when I was like 11. And, uh, I visited, you know, between then and like, you know, I don't know, 21. Uh, there's a line in here. Um, Twista says, uh, I want to get up, which is slang for like, you know, I want to link. I want to, you know, hang out. I want to, you know, see what's up with you. I want to get up with you. So I don't know if this is exclusively Midwestern slang, but one time when I, I was, so. uh, I've heard that in, I heard it in New York quite a bit. Okay, cool. All right. Well, Hey, I can still tell the story though. Well, anyway, I, I was visiting here, you know, in Peoria, Illinois, where I was born. I was, uh, visiting here from California when I was, uh, I don't know, about 18. And I was at some like event downtown at the Civic Center. I don't even remember what it was. It was just some like convention or something. And I was walking around, you know, minding my own business, headphones on, probably listening to some Repug music. And uh, this girl comes up and like taps me on the shoulder. And I can tell she's like 
probably at least four or five years younger than me. I mean, she looks like 13, 14. And she hits me with that, like, I take my headphones off and I look at her and she, like, points behind her to her friend. And she's like, hey, uh, what's your name? And I'm like, Melvin. And she's like, yeah, my friend want to get up with you. And I was like, at this point, I had never heard that phrase before. So I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> she, she wants to, what? I, I, I really didn't understand. Now, here's the thing, too. I thought like, oh, is this some like, is this some kid stuff? All those small penis rap lyrics swirling. Nah, nah, head, nah. That's not what this is about. This was, this was a, this was a, this was a, this is a daggone rat king of, of, of cultural lapses for me. So I'm like, am I, is this for me not being in the Midwest for my formative years? Did I miss some slang? Is this some youth slang that I, that I just, I miss because I'm older now and I, I'm not tapped into that culture or, you know, is this like, is this, is this some black stuff that I, that I wasn't taught? <laughs> like I missed this part of, of, of the, of the, of the social black upbringing. So I didn't know I had to like Google it. Cause Cause you know, I'm like, I use context clues in the moment. I'm like, I'm See, I've never, she's I've interested never heard it in used me. as talking about a girl, like interested in someone or a guy's interested in someone. I always heard like, get like, you trying to get up, like, as in like, you know, like you trying to all go to someone, someone's house or. Right. And it's essentially, it's the same deal. You know, it just, the context changes depending on where and when it's being administered, you know, and this one, I can I've tell. I've never heard like, it administered in the sense of like, uh romantic interest though, it, it, i was scared bro i was scared it was like it was aggressive sounding to me it's like i want to get up with you it's like whoa, whoa, whoa wait, wait, what i don't want to get and i was and she could tell that like I, I maybe she couldn't tell that i didn't know maybe she thought i was just disinterested in her friend but i was in real time trying to figure out what does this phrase mean what is what does this girl want from me you know and so i i guessed luckily i was right and i was just like oh i have a girlfriend and she was like, oh, all right, and walked away. And I was like, oh, I guess I got it right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so when I heard this phrase in the song, I was reminded of that moment that the girl wanted Listen, to get Listen, she up respected the sanctity of the nuclear family. You got to love it. <laughs> what? All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So the song ends with another yeah. skit. It's sort of like this, yeah, like, on the street the interviews with these people about this, like, you know, shooting that took place. Um, it feels so nah, good to hear this skit. Did it? I mean, I don't know. Is it? I feel like there may have been some uh, some some problematic content here. Is this my time to be and a Gen Zer again? Uh, oh, God, the, the first guy they interviewed, he's like, "Old boy was in a drop top going toward Jewtown," and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! What are we talking about? What is this? Jewtown. What is this Jewtown? It's where I is live." That <laughs> well, if so, you are you're allowed to say that. I don't know if he's allowed to say that. It sounds like, you know, the way they were like, I was saying, well, they'll hear it later in the episode. But uh, it's like, you know, growing up, I thought Arab was pronounced Arab, you know. So maybe it's not it's not anti-Semitic, you know, per se. They're not being anti. It's just like what they call the area of town, I guess. You know, I mean, he's always referring to K-Town, which is funny because I live in K-Town, Los Angeles. And he's talking about K-Town, Chicago, which I assume is short for Koreatown. Okay, I thought you were going somewhere else with that, considering we were just talking about Jewish people. No. I'll be honest with you. Oh, my God. 
I'll be, oh I'll my be good. God. I, I mean, I thought that's where we were at with oh it. Oh my so God. I'm glad I'm glad I was wrong. Oh my God. Okay. Well, oh my God. Oh my look, God. All I want to say is that, that they beat? don't really care oh about it. Oh my us, God. You know? Hold on. Hit the beat. Oh my God. Wait, what? Oh my beat? God. Hit the beat, bro. Oh my I don't know God. What, I don't know what that beat oh is. Oh my God. Oh my God. Make the beat, bro. Oh my God. Make a beat. I ain't making no. Oh my I God. So don't be anti Semitic. If you want me to tell you to make beats. <laughs> the fuck? What? Okay. Um, the guy continues the on the street interview. He's like, he had a hot dog in his hand. They took his hot dog and then they shot him. And I was like, wait, they took his hot dog first? <laughs> I thought that was the craziest part. That was the craziest part. Because oh, they didn't need to take I knocked the headphones out of the socket. Was, wow. <laughs> this is Crip Keeper over here. He stole the fucking hot dog. They took his hot dog and then they shot him. And the man said uh, he saw a gun smoke and I guess he ran. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, and then there were other people and, you know, it, 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 it turned into this hilarious, you know, bit where it's like when people get their five seconds of fame. Oh, hold on. Someone's at the door. No. Yeah. It's Jesse. Je- what? Jesse's here. What are you talking about? Jesse's back at Rap Rankings HQ. What do I tell no, him? No, he ain't. What do I tell him? What, what are you What are you talking about? Jesse's back. What is wrong with this dude? He was at the... He was just at the... He was just at the door. What do I tell him? What? what do I, I don't know. Jesse? What- Anyway, there was gun smoke. A guy is trying to get his five seconds of fame in, in front of the interviewer, shouting out people from the block, and then the song ends. Yeah, come in. Um, come in. Uh-huh. Jesse's here. He's going to review Overdose with us. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Uh, see, well, you should have been more clear about it. Right. All right. So we have a guest for this for this next track. Uh, let's just let's bring him in. All right, so Mel, let us jump in to track number five. But before yeah. we do that, we have a special guest, friend of the show. You know him by many names, Jesse Fairfax. Welcome back to Rap Rankings. I mean, this guy's a this guy's becoming a regular around here. Glad to be here. Welcome back. <laughs> you, you know, a lot of people were asking me. Mules, after some of the crazy things Jesse said in the MF Doom review, you guys oh, are man. having him back already? Oh, man. So listen, he's a lightning rod for controversy, and he's here on Rap Rankings. Welcome back. Cooler than the cooler. You could call me the ruler. I'm on Rap Reviews with the homie Melvin Burton, and the other homie named La Moolah. That was my, <laughs> that was my twisted thing. Hold on, hold on. We got we to gotta hit you with the... Uh... That was great. Um, I, I try. <laughs> you succeed. Uh, but I'll tell you who doesn't succeed. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a villain here today. Uh, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. What are we doing here, Mel? Well, we're talking about the song Overdose. That's what we're doing. Well, yeah, but this is how you introduce guests on the show? We just throw them to the wolves? I didn't throw him to oh, the wolves. Cool. I'm about to throw Twister to the wolves. 
Nah, bro. Jesse, before we jump yeah. into the review of Overdose by Twista, yeah. tell me about Twista, your relationship with this artist, uh, this album, and uh, yeah, let's let's hear it. Do you, uh, are you, do you consider yourself a Twista fan? Do you know this album already? Where are you at with this one? I did not know the album extensively. Uh, I went to college. I started college in, I'm an old guy. I started college in 98 and how college works, especially HBCUs, uh, you know, historically black colleges and universities, you meet people from all over the world. So, uh, you all come together and you get to know each other's culture, so on and so forth. So my roommate freshman year was from Chicago, uh, and one of the neighboring, you know, people in our dorm, he was also from Chicago. So I have some familiarity. Uh, this is my first time hearing the album in full, but uh, I, I respect Twisted as, you know, he's a, he's a formidable MC. <laughs> he's skilled at what he does. He's not like a lyricist, uh, but it, it takes some level of effort and skill, you know, to do what he does. Right. Uh, I would say, like, definitely, uh, it, it definitely takes, like, uh, breath control, dex- a certain level of lyrical dexterity for sure. Right. But a lyricist in the traditional sense, you know, there's there's definitely a conversation to be had that like the speed of your rapping like doesn't necessarily denote great rapping all the time just because you're doing it fast. Correct. Correct. That said, I think one thing we could say about Twista is love him or hate him. You can make out most of the words he's saying. You can. To his detriment, if you ask As opposed me. to, say, the Migos, I, you know, they rap a little slower than him, but I don't always know what they're saying. What's that, Mel? Well, no, I was just saying you can make out the words he's saying to his detriment. And I mean, in comparison to the Migos, I, I, don't, I don't really care for them either. Um, but, with, but with Twista, it's, it's just, he don't really be saying nothing, if you ask me. Not, 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 not a whole lot of nothing. You know, like he says things here and there. I, I have to, pardon me. I, I need to be more reserved. I'm ready to like chop the man's head off. I'm, I'm, I apologize. For this song? I mean, really the whole album. <laughs> but he says a whole lot of nothing, but in a very skilled way. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Multi-syllables, he's there. He's good at the art of rhyming words, even if the words aren't saying much. I think. Listen, I think for I think for what it's worth, like you know, there's something to be said about like you know, really like riding a beat and getting up in the pocket, like the way he does. That's what he does best. Yeah, there's something to be said, maybe one or two times until you're like, "Can you say more?" <laughs> and and then you realize, oh, you know, I mean. This is what he does. I mean, his name is Twista. I'm guessing his name has something to do with his preferred method of rhyming. You know, so his I first mean, name was Tongue Twister. Oh, Tongue Twister, huh? Right. Then he dropped the tongue. Oh, well, see, there you go. You know, like this is what he does. And I understand this is what he does, which is why to a degree I can only say but so much, you know, but but I mean, it's it, it may just not it's not for me, perhaps, you know. If maybe this was like a tool in his toolkit that he broke out every now and then, you know, 
No, this is Twista. So like this this is what he does. This is what people go to him for, I assume. So Melvin, have you like just recently started listening to him? Well, see, my my uh, my familiarity with Twista is really just feature verses and singles. Okay. You know, like of course, you know, like slow jams, overnight celebrity, so sexy, sunshine you know, and like cocoa butter kisses, like, that's it. You know, I, I can admit that that's really it. And from that stuff, I thought, oh, I like Twister. Twister's cool. And then I get this album and I'm like, do I really like Twister or do I just like him in spurts? <laughs> you know, um, he's not a bad rapper at all. He's not a bad rapper. I think it's an Anyone no, with he's not, but like what you're saying is you see him say. as like a one tool player. Like when you want someone he's to rap fast, Connie. you put twist on yourself. Yeah. And, and that particular, you know, skill isn't something that I want to hear for an entire album per se. You know, a little bit of context, because it sounds like you came up on Twister a little bit late. So when he came out, I'm going to say this was approximately early 90s originally. And. It wasn't, you know, the greatest thing we had heard in the world, but it was like so different at that point uh, that, you know, it's like, wow, this is something new and different. Like the 90s were uh, the early 90s. That that was a time when you could just do different things. I'm not sure how familiar you are, uh, Melvin, with DOS effects, Fushnikins. You know, people were doing crazy things with just, you know, performing on the mic. Okay. But Jesse, yeah, you could also yeah. see how someone Melvin's age, having grown up, heard people hearing people like, you know, these quote unquote fast rappers, the tech nines of the world and stuff, how right. now coming to an album like this probably wouldn't hit the same for someone in their 20s. I, I mean, it's it's not uh, by any shred of the imagination. It's not a classic album. Uh, I can understand how like people in Chicago would consider it a regional classic, but it's yeah, it didn't age well. Uh, me just listening Look, to it when, now. I mean, it's, it's slim pickings, really. Like Chicago in the early '90s. Who did you have? You have Common, Do or Die, Twista. You know, Common who else was really? Yeah, Crucial Conflict. Um, but who was really like buzzing on a national level like that? Those were those were the ones. <clears throat> so let's talk overdose. <laughs> now that we've uh, we've set the table. I'd say none of us are Twista enthusiasts. Melvin seems like he's a, maybe a uh, he, he's a bit of a Twista hater. No, no, I don't hate him. It's just I found out. I found out that you know it's when you have limited interaction with someone, you can think something, you can think you like something, or think you dislike something. And with this being the first time I've heard a full length from him, like a Twista solo project and not a feature or a single, I'm like, yo, this isn't the kind of rapping I want to hear for an entire album, you know? And that's just me. That doesn't make him bad. That doesn't make people who enjoy this bad. It's just, I found out something about myself through this listen, you know? But, um, yeah, I mean, we can talk overdose. (laughs) If if I can Uh, ask, uh, Melvin, who's your one or two favorite rappers of all time? I'm just trying to get an idea. Oh man. I mean, that's, I kind of I kind of gave gave up on on trying to do that, you know, because okay. there's just so many 
different factors and quantifiers and or qualifiers rather. It's just, I mean, I don't really have like a, a, a all time MC anymore. Um, Did you ever? But, yeah, but if I told you, I would have to kill you. Although you do respect this man, so I'm just curious <laughs> of your taste. Previously, if you would okay, I'll, I'll put it this way: if you would have stopped me in 2011 and asked me who are my favorite rappers of all time, I would have told you Charles Hamilton. Right, we had a whole episode about that. Right, Lil Wayne. Okay. Um, Legend. Actually, let's just say 2012. Say you stopped me in 2012. It would have been Charles Hamilton, Lil Wayne, this guy Milo, now known as Rap Ferreira. Familiar. And uh, yeah, and those probably would have been the three names that came to mind. None of them are remotely like Twister, so I can understand. Right now, things have changed since then. I would, I, other than Lil Wayne, I wouldn't feel comfortable claiming the other two as you know all-time mcs for me not that i don't you know i'm I'm like i'm not i'm not casting them away i'm not disowning them it's just that i've heard more you know since then and 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 my palette has expanded and it's just you know i'm older listen mel all right in 1997 i thought the beastie boys were where it was at okay legend i mean yeah for sure legends but you know over time like I hear Q-Tip on the Beastie Boys album and then I start listening to Tribe Called Quest and then from there, De La Soul, which leads me to Spit Kicker, which then puts me onto a whole bunch of other artists, you know? So like, it's, um, I, I, I mean, some people, you know, their favorite rap, their first favorite rapper was fucking Criss Cross, you know? Well, you like know, I'll kids. put it like, I'll put it like this, man. I think a better way for me to describe my taste is where I could still include these people and I wouldn't have to deny anyone. I would say my list of most impactful rappers to me, whether impacting my life or impacting my own artistry, you know, throughout my whole life, the most impactful rappers on me would probably be Charles Hamilton, Lil Wayne. Um, who was the other guy? Right. Milo slash Rap Ferreira, uh, Lupe, Drake, <laughs> Childish Gambino. Uh, this, is why, this is why I go on this show and give this kid 10 tons of shit and talk about, about small penis rap. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean. What is small penis rap? Because I don't really have a lot to say about Overdose, <laughs> so we can just go on tangent. Small penis rap is music like Childish Gambino and... Um, it's it's like very uh self-deprecating so yeah self-deprecating rap music basically and kind of like somewhat depressive and got you you the the guy you uh, hate drake drake is definitely drake is uh drake is small penis rap there's a guy you hate lyle who's literally named after a small penis we don't have to talk about him if you don't want Oh, um, I know. Yeah, Dickie. Little Dicky. Little Dicky, yeah. <laughs> he gives me small this grief rap. about this small penis rap. Here's the deal. I mean, look, I, I listen to people. I tend to gravitate towards people who aren't trying to, you know, be anything other than who they are. You know, so like, hey, 
if if they just happen to be self-deprecating and you know not thugged out and acting like they ready to run up and do this or that, so be it. You know, now little Wayne is not small penis rap. Little Wayne is not small penis rap. He's not. Let that be known. But a lot of those people you named, they make so J Cole makes small penis rap. He made a song about losing his virginity. That's small penis rap. But let's be clear here. I mean, because we've defined this before, but I don't remember the definition we did on another show. So. Are are you implying that if you aren't aggressive or violent or of a certain nature that by default you just make small penis rap? No. I don't think so. Okay. No. So you wouldn't it's say a, a tribe it's a, it's called energy. Quest is you know, like people talk about no. big Q tip is not small email. penis rap. Q tip right. is not I, small I don't penis think rap. So either. But, but what what makes him not small penis rap in comparison to someone else? Well, confidence, first of all, wisdom. Yeah, they were um, never like tribe was never self deprecating. So it's a confidence. Not really. They weren't. Yeah, it's com- it's confidence. Is the way you carry yourself. Like it's like the I said, antithesis big, of it's this the opposite so-called... of big dick energy. Right. The, That's you know who small saying. penis rap that are like legends that have one of my favorite albums of all time. And I hate to Who's say that? it, the far side. Wow. Who's passing me by a small penis rap? I can't actually kind of, I've only ever heard running. Admittedly, you know. Oh, you've so never heard "Bizarre Ride" to the Far Side? Oh, the Far. No. You're talking about Far Side? Yeah, yeah, uh, 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 yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I'll, I'll give you that. Like, small penis bro, rap I like, anthem. Bro, I like Murs. Bro, Murs makes small penis rap. Like, does he? Like, I've listen. only heard uh, three sixteen. That's small penis rap, bro, for sure. There's small penis songs on there. Okay. For better but or yeah, for Mel, worse, Mel the loves new generation small penis of hip hop artists well known. allowed people to rap in a way that was more authentic to who they were. And like I said, for better or worse, you get people who are cringy and you know tend to overshare or are a little too self-deprecating or a little too you know meta or referential or emotional or what have you, you know. And then you have some some other guys who are actually a testament to the widening of hip hop and how that's actually been beneficial, you know. So I I'm not mad at you for for uh, <laughs> not caring for small penis rap, you know. I'm gonna keep enjoying what I enjoy. And well, I listen, you gotta you gotta speak me. you gotta speak your truth, and you gotta rep for all the small penis rap lovers out there who listen to the show. I, do. I don't do that, you know. But but, the but guys, let's be clear. It, it's not the that's not the totality of my diet here. Of course you know? not. But like, here's the thing: everyone knows Mules is a connoisseur of of big dick rap. What about Little Brother? Whatever you say, it's kind of small penis rap. Uh, here's the thing about Little Brother. Okay, Little Brother, because of Fonte's like sense of humor and confidence. I've never looked at them as small penis rap. I don't, when I hear something like I want a girl when I want a girl and when I don't want a girl, I want a girl that understands that that's not small penis talk to me. I mean, they had grown by then. They weren't so confident on the listening, you know? So like on the listening, yeah, it's the listening. I mean, it's their first album. Everyone's, you know, bro, like some artists start out as small penis rap and then break out of it. Some people, some people start out as big dick rap and turn into small penis rap, like Jay-Z. All right. But the, the fact of the matter is this, okay? 
Melvin's a connoisseur of small penis rap. I am not, but it doesn't mean that all the rap I listen to is big penis rap or that I don't like some small penis rap. I just think it's bizarre that Mel has such an like like an, an affection for small penis rap. Is it bizarre when it's the generation that I was born into? It yeah, is a generation. It's a generation. I get it, but a whole generation of people listening to small penis rap upsets me viscerally. Well, like it a, should on a on because some sort not of everyone like, is like me and aware of what they're listening to and how, and why it would be classified as such and are able to balance it out by treating certain things as just entertainment and not guiding principles of life. Because listen, I'm I'm in agreement with you when when I look around at peers and you know the generation right below me and I think they've been destroyed by some of this stuff. You know, their thought process, the way the way they process things, you know, is yeah, you know, and that's not saying, oh, they need to be like they're soft. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like in all aspects of how they process things, it it seems to have had a a profound effect on them. You know, look, I was born in 93. So and, and I feel like I came into consciousness around 96, 97. So that's where my musical experience really starts in terms of stuff that I was there in the present to experience, you know. Came so I got a lot of stuff. This man's talking about he went from shiny suit rap to small penis rap. Didn't stop once for a, for a big penis. Not once. Yo, chill. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to pause because I'm comfortable with my sexuality. And, and as of course, because you grew up listening, all you listen to is small penis rap, bro. You're probably going to make a joke about it. You're probably, yeah, I did it. I stopped for a couple big penises down the road. <laughs> I'm carrying the torch for the small penis rap listeners and the people who are comfortable with themselves. One of my favorite say, rappers of all time is a small penis icon. Who's that? Uh, Paul, Harmon? Paul Barman. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. The dude, he is. He's quintessent. I mean, listen, he's one of the, I'd put him on the S, SPR, uh, Mount, Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. Yep. SPR Mount Rushmore. When, okay, here, here's a question. Cause I know what I think. When would you say that small penis rap took over? 2007. I, think we'll I actually agree. Yep. yep. When Kanye beat 50, when the small penis rapper beat the big penis rapper. I don't yep. think graduation was a small penis rap album. The most small penis rap album I've ever heard in my life. You don't make drunken hot girls of you if you're not small penis rap. He's always been small penis rap. That's not a small penis song. He's talking about being in the club and girls are hot and drunk. No, he's being he's being mean to women. That's the most he's being mean to women in like a very like specific way. A lot way. of like the he, most big penis rappers are the most misogynist rappers. Right. Yeah, but and they the but they're misog- like, but their misogyny is 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 much is listen it's it's much less disturbing than the drunken hot girls misogyny. That's so you that's just drunken hot girls are not disturbing. It's like you just oh bro you just hate fe- femininity. That's the problem. So it's you rather not, have the a hole misogyny versus the nice guy misogyny. I want the kind of misogyny that gives us songs like Twenty One Questions. <laughs> I don't think drunken hot girls you. was was like misogynistic. He's just like. I'm in these clubs, these girls are hot and they're drunk and I'm annoyed. And I'm just trying to, no, you know, have a little He's doing set. the whole thing where where it's like, you know, it's like blah 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 blah, you know, it's like these stupid girls. That's how you they sound. don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> have you been around girls that are drunk and hot in your life? I don't blah. get upset at that, bro. I'm just I look at them and I'm just uh, like, they're, "Oh, they're, they're drunk annoying. and hot." Like you no, know, like annoying. yeah, they're annoying, but like we don't have to come on, bro. You make a song, make I'll going and making a way. song about it. Is small penis. You're not. 
Yeah. You've okay, never been Kanye I mean. West one day in your life. That's Well, here's the thing, Jesse, and this is where I'll meet Lyle here, because what he just said, I, I agree with the sentiment of the entire song. I wouldn't make a song about it, though. I would not make that song. I agree with it, but I think in making the song, he revealed himself as a small penis rapper. That's because his life, though. Hey, you know what I small mean, penis rap? Talking about my big brother was Big's brother. Used to be Dame and Big's brother, who was his never, brother, who was Noah D's friend. I mean, bro, come on. That's the most small penis rap You've never looked up to anyone in your life, Law? It's, yeah, it's sounding to me like you don't like vulnerability in your rap music. I love it. I love vulnerability. I'm a big fan of the most vulnerable. Scarface is vulnerability, okay? So it has to be a very, like, wizened vulnerability and not... I don't want to hear someone crying out for help, okay? (laughs) And see, and that's the difference between your generation... I can't see him coming down my eyes, so I have to make the song cry. That sounds... See, now here's... (laughs) Let's say... Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, let's say hypothetically, and this is no slight to you at all, Lyle, but let's say hypothetically you were like a more popular, you know, rapper. No offense, please. Uh, You were like a more popular underground rapper. You wouldn't write Big Brother to a Lucid? What? Hell no. No disrespect. Are you? Huh? What? Uh, it was a song about how he looked up to Jay Z. I don't know. I, yo, I show. I'm just, listen, I'm just pulling Elu- strings here. I'm listen, Elucid, Elucid's a friend of mine, okay, uh, and I respect him as an artist. And he, he's, listen, I got respect for Elucid, but that is neither here nor there. I'm not writing no love letter to Elucid over a Toomp beat. I got Toomp in the studio. We're gonna do what you know about that. We're not gonna do fucking Big Brother. Oh my god! Everything I'm not made me everything I am. That's the most small, bro. Just to come out and tell us my dick is three and a half inches erect. He said now, that. Here's the thing. <laughs> he said it on the album. Everything I'm not made me everything I am. Oh, I don't. Think That's small penis that. rap. That's small penis rap. So I guess we're not talking about overdose because I really didn't have anything to say about that song. I was just going to say like I, I, I don't have that much to say either. We can talk about it today. This song is a six. I give it a seven plus. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's very dead. You call me generous, Mel. I think this is a very run of the mill, overall unimpressive rap song. Listen, I mean, I'm sorry, especially in the context. I'm sorry of that the album. Twisted didn't, didn't c- complain more about his life and didn't talk Listen, about I know, people you not don't like calling diary him back raps. and stuff like that. You don't that. like diary raps, but I don't like run-of-the-mill, like, I shot this guy and did this. You got to make it more novel. You got to be more descriptive. You got to be more unique. More, more descriptive? Bro, he uses more words than almost any rapper to describe what he's doing. To amount to the same amount of nothing as a lesser artist. So... You know, that's what I'm getting at here. I mean, listen, it's in the context of the album, we got more like cheap West Coast synth. You know, there are parts in this album where I feel like I'm supposed to be listening to a West Coast album, you know. Um, I mean, we and it's a very Chicago album. I mean, throughout the album, he's talking about, you know, Joe, you know, Chicago slang. He's talking about Pelly. Pelly Pels aren't exclusive to Chicago, but growing up in the Midwest, I can tell you that Pelly Pels were definitely getting rocked. And I thought it was a regional thing at first, so. You know, apparently it might have been bigger here than in other places. But like, 
it's it was a pretty Chicago good. album, but there's a lot of West Coast influence here, um, especially on the next track, which I will get to, you know, but, you know, it's just he's saying a lot of the same things that he was saying on the title track in Death Before Dishonor. It's almost indistinguishable, not only musically, but in the content. It's like, you know, so when you so here's the thing. So let me guess when you listen to Drake, you 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 gave up after Thank Me Later because he's still talking about the same shit on the next album, next song, next album, next song. Right. The music changed. The, uh, the and you know, he changed. definitely grew as far as his voice. And but his I'm saying on a Drake voice. album, you only like one song. Then if that, that that's what you're telling me, because he's going to do the same shit on every song. No, of course right? not. Of course not. But, you you know, you know, when an album starts to, to you know, uh, trudge along and it's getting repetitive and there isn't enough variation in what's happening. You can, of course, you can make a whole album about one concept and you'll never be bored if they do it correctly. It's all in the execution. You and know, bro, and- I disagree that this is just a West Coast beat. In fact, this beat reminded me of the Missy the Real World beat with um, Juvenile and Birdman that we reviewed a couple months ago. It had that kind of cinematic, like those cinematic strings that I thought was like really creepy. And Twista is just riding the hell out of the beat. I mean, I should note you can't overdose from weed, but I was about to bring that up. I was, uh, was going to say, I other don't than actually that, smoke it, but you can't do that from what I hear. Yeah, uh, and, and he says Jesus of Nazareth instead of Jesus of Nather- Nazareth. And, um, <laughs> I, like, sometimes it bothers me when rappers, like, blatantly, like, say a word incorrectly just to complete a rhyme scheme. Oh, and, so you think, uh, you think he did it just to complete the rhyme scheme and not because he actually didn't know it was Nazareth? I always assume that when people do it, it's that they tried to do the rhyme scheme thing. Now, I'm going to jump out the window here. I'll say you assume this because you need to protect your reputation and you don't want anyone to think you're racist. As a black man, I can speak on this and I'll say most rappers don't be knowing what they'd be talking about. I don't, well, no, I'll give you an example. <laughs> a lot like, of rappers I don't are think, uneducated. Like, I think, for instance, <laughs> thank you, like, thank you. When, when Kanye West says, I got strip clubs playing gospel flow so sick no, in now the that's hospital. obvious that's obvious though the same as like you know when he's like uh, apologizing he knows you know, yeah well no i'm sure he knows what apologize he does because he has a song called apologize from before college dropout but the point of the matter is um jesus of nazareth i don't know why you would say that he doesn't know it's nazareth he clearly was trying to complete a line but but that's Usually when they're stretching something like like recently on the J Electronica album, he's like Chicago. Like it's obvious that they're completing a scheme that they know. This is the the line isn't so clear here. I mean, it's like, why would anyone as a rapper, why would you stretch that and run the risk of to me, I hear Nazareth, it's like, do you not know it's it's if? Like, that's what I'm gonna think before anything, because it's so close to the original pronunciation. And it's not, you know, it, it just, it's the same way YG's like cool, calm, and collective. And I'm like, that's not the phrase. It's collected, you know? And, and I don't have any well, that's not a, that. But that's not a rhyme, though. That's a, it's a that's song, a song title. title. Sure. But I've heard it in songs, too. Uh, listen, we'll see. And listen, Twista, if you're out there, let us know. Is it, <laughs> we'll do see you know you it's Nazareth and you, and you just tried to complete the rhyme? Or are you I stupid? would like to know. I would like to know what he was doing. I give the song a seven plus. I think he's busting on the beat. I think it, the dark nature of the lyrics match up perfectly with the beat. I don't hear just West Coast influence here. I hear 
like I said, some like creepy, you know, elements that make me this. I put this on a Halloween mix, actually. Now that I think about it, I put this before, on a Halloween mix for sure. This well, is Halloween. Before right. I move on from the previous topic, I just want to say. I don't mean to shame Twista for not knowing it's Nazareth, but I, me, I don't know. Maybe this is a part of small penis rap. I, I don't know, but I come from, I mean, I, I won't even say I come from a generation. I know me personally, I don't want to rap about something I, I don't understand. So I'm going to at the very least Google it. I'm going to check the pronunciation. I'm going to make sure my references are correct. You know, I, I make, and this isn't I'm a good sure thing, in 1997, in 1997, the thing that was a little bit different, he didn't have that kind of access perhaps not you know you know like in the same way i mean okay i'll put it like this and i've probably told this i've told this story to you before for sure i've never said it on air in high school uh, i went to like a private catholic school for like a year and a half i had a speech class and we were given a presentation on something growing up around black people i just pronounced arab as arab I didn't know that was incorrect or potentially offensive. It's just what I had heard growing up, Arab. So in the middle of the speech, I'm talking about Arabs. Keep in mind, this school has like a large population of like Lebanese people and like, you know, so, and they're looking at me like I just shot somebody. And I'm like, uh, and I think the teacher corrected me like it's Arab. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, what have I done? You know? What year and was this? This was 2007. A perfect time. <laughs> you should have told well, yeah, your teacher there's this guy. You should have told your teacher there's this guy named Soldier Boy, and his best friend is Arab. Arab. So I'm know? correct. Right. You know. <laughs> right. And I mean, yeah. For all I know, as kids, maybe they thought that that I thought that because because yeah. Well, no. Here's the thing. Time. It was 2007, right, Mel? Uh huh. Well, that's the thing. When in 2007? Uh like winter like near the end of the year okay that makes it perfect sense so small penis rap had already conquered over <laughs> big penis rap so now you could no longer say arab like when 50 cent said fucking arabs run the planes into the buildings the coke price went up 10 grand this fucking week right in 2002 it was no longer politically correct to say it was no longer politically correct because small penis rap won the war right now now here's the thing like like growing up it's like oh at the arab store like go go down and get something from the arabs like they never said it in new york but we didn't in new york and i think we got this from philly but like we would just call them like the aki stores right philly says copy store for hispanic people Uh, i've never heard aki store in my life i mean i lived in philly for like six years so i'm sure they say it but i never heard that in new york the aki in new york i never heard it oh no bro and that's a big thing in philly store bro uh I'm, we didn't have I'm no not yeah, poppy store. I heard people call it the poppy store before, but not that store in particular. Depends who's working the counter. The Aki Got stores it. were the ones where the Arab dudes were working behind the counters. The poppy stores were the ones where it's like Hispanic dudes. I heard poppy yeah. store in Philly. I've never heard Aki store, but I'm sure they said it in Philly. But uh, yeah, I just I want to be clear. I'm not shaming Twista for potentially not knowing, but I. I personally, if I'm getting ready to rap because of experiences like that in my life, you know, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing things right. I know exactly what it is I'm talking about when I use a word. You know, this is I'm the guy who was saying ethereal for years. And then one day I found out it was ethereal. 
And I was like, why didn't no one correct me? Why didn't no one say anything to me? They just let me look stupid out here talking about Ethereal. Ethereal <laughs> is um, when you jump on a Ron Browse beat. Hey, no Ron Browse lander. <laughs> um, He's a good guy yeah, with but, me. But hey, this listen, is, this is listen, bro. You're 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 in you're in good company here. We respect Ron Browse. Uh, this is I mean, Ethereal's a horrible beat, but yeah. I met Ron Browse once. We're, not, we're not up to Stillmatic yet. You wanted, you want to, you want to already reserve your spot for Blueprint uh, and Stillmatic. Uh, either one or both. I'll, I'll tell you this, Mules. Uh, you gave this song a seven plus. I gave it a seven, six. Seven plus. Yeah. I, I, I mean, listen. I don't like it as much as the title track, but it's probably my second favorite song on this album. I think it's. It bleeds into the other tracks. He's not really saying too much of anything that he isn't saying in other tracks in the same manner. Um, and and as far as I'm concerned, here is the smoking gun. The smoking gun? Wow. The smoking like, gun as to why Mules is wrong. At the end of the song, this guy jumps in and like cuts him off in the studio. And he's like, all right, all right, enough already. We get it. <laughs> and he's like, let's go to the next cut, baby. He gets cut off. They cut that, him off. That was it's for like dramatic. Overall, it's no, of course, the, of course, it's for it's a skit. Of course, it's for dramatic effect. I'm being funny, but I'm saying though, no, if it's not. In, in the fact, studio, I'll say it's, it's like not the smoking already. gun because we always advise artists throw those skits at the end of the songs so we don't have to count. Them well, as no, I'm saying the, the content of the skit. His boy is like, all right, move on. You know, and granted, it's it's for comedic effect. It's a skit. It's 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 cinematic flair. I know that, but I'm being. I like funny it. It adds to it. That it adds to it. I it's think it's like, funny that it was placed on this track of all tracks. It could the way have been I took on that, the end of any track. The way I took that was like, yo, you just ripped it so hard, like there's nothing else to say. Like kind of like no, when, right. that is when Jay Z dropped the mic at the end of "What More Can I Say." Boom! Yeah. There you go. See, Jesse that's how I took that. No, I, know, me. I know that's what's actually happening. I'm just uh, trying to. I'm, I'm being. A, I'm being a politician here. I'm trying to reframe things to well, better. Yeah, frame. but your your politicking has failed, and now. And now it's time for me and Jesse to move to the primary. It's time for you to drop out. <laughs> I'm reassessing my campaign as we speak. Okay. Well, right. in these uncertain uh, times, it's always important to reassess. Yeah. Well, what what did you give this, Jesse? I gave it an eight for, you know, strictly <laughs> my man. On, the merits, on the merits of execution. Alone. He wasn't saying a whole lot, but he was executing dude jesse you know. do you agree that this is one of the better songs on this album that he's really like he's in the pocket there's nothing like distracting from like there's no features on this one the beats good everything's working for me on this one it's twisted baby it was just it was like just an exhibition like just look at how good i can rap the song isn't about anything you know eminem has made a lot of those kind of songs and i've i've loved them depending on you know the beat and you know the the song in question, um, yeah, he's just oh, look, showing I'm like here for a good bar out. I'm always here for that, but he wasn't saying much of anything, you know. You don't have to say anything. That's that necessarily that's the thing. if no, you sound I, good. I, saying I hope it. I hope you keep this uh, wasn't saying much energy in the future. That's all I got to say. I Who will. you have coming you up? Know I will. When you when you give a young thug mixtape like a twelve out oh, of seventeen. No. I, I hope that no, you don't, remember don't, these uh, conversations. Don't do that. Don't try to play me like that because oh, no. Thug hasn't been 
electrifying since 2015. Well, no, I'm saying when we do like slime season or something, like what's he saying on there, bro? And it's in how he's saying it. Yeah, and I'm saying, bro, how how Twista is saying this shit is great. He's Twista. He's twisting it up. (laughs) Yeah, he says in the song, um, daggone, uh, what does he say? You can't resist the words of the twist. I mean, I can, but apparently you guys can't. Well, it's it's been it's already been known, you know. Mules and Jesse are true hip hop fans, and we, time and time again, we come on and we you know we we chop it up about rap, and more often than not, we're right. The fans know it. All the mail I get every single day telling me, "Mules, keep going, man. You gotta, you have the silent enemy is sitting right across from you." <laughs> okay. Yeah. I- but so, Jesse, thank you uh, once again for joining us here on Rap Rankings. Jesse's going to be back again pretty soon. We like having him on here. So, of course, quick oh, question. We love having you on here. Oh, quick question. Quick question, Lyle. Uh, on behalf of uh, the Jewish community, how are you guys handling this J Electronica thing? <laughs> this album. I mean, I, we spoke about it a little bit on our uh, our State of the Maiden. I think it's mind you. Uh, you're speaking on behalf of the whole Jewish community right now. So. I'm speaking on behalf of the whole Jewish community, and I'll say right. that uh, I'll say this. Okay, I was disappointed by the J Electronica album, um, mainly musically. More. So I'm than talking about the else. controversy. Now to talk about the controversy, I'll say um, Peter Rosenberg has issues with the lyrics. And I think when it comes to lyrics, you definitely should do your due diligence and look into the meaning of everything that's being said before you fly off the handle. However, I don't like the uh, Farrakhan thing in the beginning, not because it's the first time, obviously, I've ever heard Farrakhan sampled on a rap album, but the specific quote in question rubbed me the wrong way because right now talk of, you know, fake Jews and stuff like that is actually getting people killed and has gotten people killed recently in New York and New Jersey. So uh, it was the clip itself, you know, a clip that to me didn't speak so much to like black power and identity the way that the Farrakhan clips on say, you know, it takes a nation of millions were employed, but more so, you know, using a clip that ultimately is probably going to be more harmful to Jews than anything else. And if you look at the comments of the, YouTube video where Rosenberg addresses this, there's already a bunch of people in there talking about fake Jews. So not that the Farrakhan thing didn't, didn't sit well with me because of the actual clip that was used in the context of it. The lyrics, I thought really the biggest problem with the lyrics of the album were not Jay, you know, like big upping the nation of Islam or Farrakhan because God knows we've heard that a million times in rap songs. I just thought Jay didn't, like, other than the outro, uh, the last song on the album, like the last verse of the last song about his mother and the shiny suit theory, which we've already had for like eight years, I didn't think that his bars were that good on this album. I thought that, quite frankly, he really, he didn't come correct. And beat-wise, too, like, I don't know, there were only probably like two beats on the whole album other than the two songs I just mentioned where, like, I was feeling like, okay, this is what I would expect to hear on a J Electronica album. So anyway, that's uh, my opinion, and hopefully by proxy I've done the, the Jewish people proud by 
giving my informed opinion on this controversy that has arisen with Peter Rosenberg, Jay Electronica, and the Jews. Thank you. If I, if I were Peter Rosenberg, I would have told him, look, you need to pipe down. My people control the media, and we're responsible for you having a record label to record on. I would have just gone full heel. <clears throat> wow. And maybe I would have called him a slur. Not the N-word, but I might have called him a movie <laughs> or something. This is why I love having you on the show. On Twitter, <laughs> um, call him a mooly. And, th- and this is why small penis rap will never win. Okay? <laughs> what does that have to do with Look, small penis rap? Well, this is um, what I'm saying. Before small penis rap, we were allowed to make jokes like this and nobody um, would get offended. But I'm sure uh, you guys get, are gonna have to I'm going to get letters from the ADL, the NAACP oh, no. over this shit. Forget it. You know, and if rap we were in part. the era of big penis rap, I'm just going to say it wouldn't happen. I'm a Cut small me penis out. Censor me. lover, and, and I, I thought that was fine. But I also share genes and DNA from a different era. So, Right. Uh, but what Rosenberg I will say, a- as my final statement uh, on behalf of the Jews, is that um, the Jews and the blacks are actually great allies of one another and will continue we to be are. great allies of one another going forward. Thank you very much. We are. And Peter Rosenberg yeah. is a small penis tastemaker. Oh my God! Pete Rose is a small penis broadcaster for sure. There he is. There you go. All right, guys. This has been Jesse Fairfax for Rap Rankings, and we'll be right back with uh, Mobsters Anthem Track Six. All right, signing out. Thanks, guys. And we're back. Welcome back. Hello. Yeah, that was a uh, that was overdose. Uh, and that was Jesse Fairfax. Jesse Fairfax, our our good friend, a frequent guest of the show. It's always great having him, for real, for real. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, I yeah. call him for real because he's the truth. <laughs> sure. Uh, so yeah, um, what do we have here? Is this track uh, track six, Mobsters Anthem? Yeah, and I gotta say, Mel. Okay. I'm just going to say it. Song fucking sucks. Okay. I mean, well, look, here's what's funny. I don't think it sucks. I gave it a six. But the West Coast thing has definitely reached a point. Oh, no, no, no. It has <laughs> reached reach, a point. It hasn't like, reached a point. I mean, to me, up until this point, the West Coast, you know, like synths and things you hear sound like homages and touchstones and things that are added into something else. Like these don't sound like strictly West Coast beats. There's something yeah, Western there are West about Coast them, elements, but there are West Coast elements. This is a YouTube. Re- I mean, not YouTube didn't exist in 97, but <laughs> well, you just, just took so you, my notes. Yeah. It's yeah a this YouTube is a YouTube remake, of remake, nothing but a G thing of G thing before YouTube. Before YouTube, yeah, it's like a karaoke version of G thing that they're rapping on. And, and to be and, and for for that being a with that being the fact, it doesn't sound bad. I'm just confused as to why it's here. Can you name a song from like five like a rap song from five years ago for me? Uh, five years ago. Yeah, 2015. Oh sure. Um, Fetty Wap. Was Trap Queen 2015? I feel like that was 2014. No, that was 2014, but then the others, my way was 2015. 
Huh. Maybe trap. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 2015. Uh, yeah. My way. Sure. My way. Okay. So Fetty Wap, my way. If I don't know, uh, little baby did a song over a YouTube remake of my way by Fetty Wap. It was obviously a remake of that beat. Would people be wondering why the fuck he did that? Because this, yes, bro, this is only five. G thing is only five years old at this point. (laughs) Right. It came out in, what is it? 92 chronic came out in 92. So the song is only five years old and you're, you're doing a remake of it. You're doing a remake basically. and, And correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't biting arguably more frowned upon in this era. Yes, definitely. You know, I mean, people have always been jacking for beats, sure. But like, this is just straight up. You're just rapping on and like, you're not even like shouting it out. Well, yeah, you're not <laughs> you even it, you're not doing that was homage. weird, too. It's not like, you know, oh, we're doing call. it's like if I did a song like Cream 2020 and I rapped over the Wu-Tang beat and I made right. obvious references to the fact that I was doing something like that. Yeah. This, this almost sounds like, like they they're trying they to even slip. mention they're, it. They're trying to like kind of sweep that fact under the rug <laughs> here and actually make their like, own song. Everybody's looking around like, did, like, I, like this is ain't nothing but a G thing, and they're not acknowledging it at all. They're just rapping as if like you know this is a brand new beat, completely original. You know, it's like how you like the beat. It's like well, it's not your beat. <laughs> you know, the... I mean, it's a good beat. But you got know, some some guest guest players on this one too, right? Yeah, there's some people on here. Uh, uh, I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, me, me either. Actually, there's one guy. I, I won't say I like him, but he said some interesting things. Um, the I dude think it's he was talking that conspiracy a on a Twist album because we know Twisted like can come through and deliver a unique feature that will stand apart from probably all the other features on an album. Being a feature on a Twisted album is just like, all right, so I'm going to slow things down a little bit here. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm going to slow, yeah. Because, you know, exactly. I gave this you a got, four. And there's a skit at the end, too, which is, the skit's cool. Well, the skit's a separate track. Unless you're talking about the, there is a skit at the end of this. And there's so a little, the there's a little a bit of accoutrement yeah. at the end of this. Okay, we'll get there. Well, um, yeah, there are other people on the track, and... He wasn't enough to save the track. I found it interesting, though. He was talking that conspiracy talk. He had a line. He was like praying for the last time I sinned on this survival quest. And I was like, survival quest? Yeah, that's a synonym for life. Survival quest. Uh, feels like that some in, days. In He's times, talking about... In times like these, certainly. You know, for real. Uh, he's talking about in these last days. I don't know if this was also the guy, but someone on the song said, I'm going to make it through this new world order. Whoa! You know, they're talking about the Illuminati and like, hey. right, you know, here we are, the mobsters anthem, <laughs> you know, um, more I Chicago. Think, I don't think mobsters sit around and think about that kind of stuff. I don't. I don't either. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Um, but these these mobsters do. Maybe it's a Chicago thing. They just, just sit around my, talking my about conspiracy for a little bit. Say what? I put it on with the last song too. You can't overdose from weed. His name was Jesus of Nazareth. And uh, weed carriers on this thing talking about conspiracies, bro. I don't have patience for that. Not in these times. It's you okay. gotta love it. No, you don't. You don't have to you love don't. it. You don't have you to don't love, have it. To love it. You don't you have to do really anything don't you don't want to do, apparently. Right. It's um, but yeah, those lines stuck out to me, which is because it was hard to focus on the trap, the track, admittedly, because I kept thinking about ain't nothing but a G thing, you know? So 
and how much I had to really you'd rather listen to it. exactly you know so i had to really run it back a few times to you know listen to what they were saying but let me let me be clear g thing is definitely not a fucking four okay no definitely not definitely not a fucking four definitely spoiler not. alert but um, this is yeah, I mean, and now are you although ready, there though? is one of my favorite Midwestern terms on here. Now, I, again, I don't know if this is Let's strictly Midwest, but I heard it growing up. Uh, someone in the song says uh, they were giving niggas pumpkin heads for nothing. Never heard that. Now, pumpkin head, before. when you bust somebody's head and it swells up and it looks like a pumpkin. <laughs> That's a pumpkin head. Yeah. Pumpkin head stealing hot dogs. Maybe these Chicago's aren't so bad after that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've always I've always liked that slang. Um, yeah, so he's giving people pumpkin heads for nothing. Dad, if All you're right. listening, this is a rap podcast. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say explicit language when I'm quoting these rappers. You know, these, well, these I'm rappers. gonna say, Dad, if you're listening to this podcast, check out Pumpkinhead the movie. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so the track ends. There's like a the story continues with an interrogation of I guess a guy who witnessed is was it's it a pretty gripping story? I gotta say, I like I like these skits. I do. Yeah, I do. Like the interrogation is the guy, the two cops interrogating him. They slap him up a bit, you know, rough him up, and he's like, I don't know nothing, you know. Um, it's like a guy. One of the cops has a really affected like voice like i don't know if it's trying to be like a white guy it sounded like a black dude trying to be a white guy but um yeah it was interesting uh songs of six though i'm gonna tell you about a skit i don't like though oh this this next track all right let's let's do it um track track dag on uh seven well before we go track seven uh because because i wasn't listening the audience just heard the overdose thing but i'm filling in the ratings as i go what did you give overdose it was a seven right seven plus a seven plus okay cool yeah. Alright, All right, so track seven now. Get her in the mood. It's a four. <laughs> it's a four for me. I gave it a five. Wow. About this. I'm, I'm, I just, I, why? You know? Like, Look, I just, here, here's the thing. I'm not, it didn't make me angry, but you know how, listen, you know how I feel about rappers when they get in this space. Well, it did make me angry, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, now I'm gonna be. I'm. This is a generalization here. Do Chicago? First of all, I don't know if she's a Chicago girl, but if she is, do Chicago girls just not have good voices? I don't know. I can hear them now. Boo, boo! They're throwing tomatoes and and moldy string cheese, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just how I feel. I'm asking a question. I don't know. Do they have bad voices? Do they have bad sexy time voices? Do they? Because she was not. I was not feeling her voice, and she's talking this nasty stuff, and I'm just like, "Ew, get out my ear with this! Your, your voice is not—it's not fly. It's not—it's this is not what I want to hear. I don't want to. This is not helping, you know." And, 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 and folks, this is why I the got, person who's always pedantic about all these little things—I got one—is ultimately going to be the worst misogynist in the than the please moves. knock it off all right I, all i gotta say is when i heard you know? this track is one word and i'm gonna spell it out for you s a w f t soft that's what i was listening to this <laughs> all right so well this is a get four. her in the mood mel so uh fair enough fair enough well then why was she talking i mean I get it. I heard the track. It's just it's get her in the mood. 
think. Okay. I gave it a five. I feel no ways about this. I don't want to get this chick in the mood. I don't want to. I don't want to. I was mildly repulsed. Hence the four. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm so numb to it at this point. Okay. You know, Um, as an actual sex haver, I'm just numb numb to it. Fair enough. You actually have more jurisdiction here than me. I've never had that sex, so I can't can't comment on it. But uh, all right. So track eight. Uh, I mean, I give bro, I give it a five. I'm not like, you know, yeah, imagine, you know could you imagine if I was like, about it. could you imagine like nine? Like, other than adrenaline rush, this is probably the highlight of this thing for me, man. <laughs> I would have just, I would have. Would you kick me off the show? <laughs> no, I would have left. You could have stayed here. I would have put you on a line with yourself, as as we say in the chat. <laughs> you could have done right. the rest of the review. Well, uh, R.I.P. to Johnny P. But this emotions was a six for me. Uh, same. Six. Uh, um, first single off this album. Uh, some player yeah. shit. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think to its detriment. I, I um, actually I like how Twista attacks the beat, but I don't really yes, like. Yes, the beat I think that he's much. he's. Yeah, I wrote he's riding it for sure. I think he rode the fuck out of like a pretty low key like, I don't know like a shittier version of feels so good honestly. Yeah, basically, um, and, because and I wrote like you said earlier and i'm glad you said that because i was going to touch on it here whereas it feels so good was probably his best attempt at this um i wrote a note here on emotions i said i mean were girls really feeling this i mean if they were hey you know i I have it on good authority from uh were girls really feeling this main.com that (laughs) they were uh that okay during during the making of this song the engineer got pregnant no, oh, what? Okay. All right, you you out of you out of line. And what was crazy um, was the engineer was a man, baby. <laughs> a little, uh, hey, you did my, you did a sexy time. I thought you're gonna do Borat. I'll do some Austin Powers. You know, bring some levity to these hard times. All right, man. Well, well, uh, speaking of these times, that's not impossible for a man to be pregnant. So, you know, sure, I believe you. So it happened. Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's leading this coronavirus. <laughs> I am leading the coronavirus. He's uh, he's fucking leading this virus uh, prevention right now. He played a man who was pregnant in a movie, if I recall. Oh, uh, I don't remember the movie. Um, well, check that in Pumpkinhead out as your uh, additional uh, sidebar material for this this month's show. Yeah, pick pick your favorite and we'll do a review of it. Um, so uh, there's a, more more Midwest slang in here. Um, the word bogus is found in here a lot. Now that word itself is not, you know, exclusive to the Midwest, but using it in this in this sense. So here bogus is like swag. It's bogus. Um, growing up, being kids, we would spell it like bogish, <laughs> like like Polish. It was bogish, like oh, that's bogish. Yeah, you know, because like I guess that's just how we heard the word. That's how we pronounced it. So like, yeah, the word is bogus, bogus. But it's like you know it's the way it came out of the tongue. Like that's bogish, like ish, bogish. You know, so it was fun to hear that again because because once I left Peoria at like ten, I didn't really get to hear bogish anymore. You know, and Can when you, I would uh, use it in other other cities across the country, they would look at me like I was crazy. It's like, what are you talking about? What is bogus? I'm like, all right, never mind. Can you, you run know? maybe uh, some of what I just sent you for the audience before we get into this next review? 
What in the world is this? <laughs> well, hold on. I wasn't. I wasn't. I'll do that. But I hold on. I wasn't done here. Um, he's riding the beat. I love hearing uh, the word bogish. I found it amusing when he said it's the aroma of a pimp in the air. Like, do pimps have aromas? Yes. Guess so. Um, but here's the thing. The the hook is like, let me play with you. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to play with emotions. Emotions are messy and exhausting and powerful and varied. Wow. Emotions, quite simply put, ain't nothing to play with. You're going to... So, you're going to... You're gonna throw shade on the name of a dead man. What? what? Who? Johnny what? P. Johnny P. Yeah. How did I throw shade on him? You said you didn't like what he had to say, and no, now he's dead. It's it. <laughs> it's less about him and more about the sentiment. Um. So yeah, don't don't play with emotions. With don't play with people's emotions. That's you're gonna not... disagree with the sentiment of a, a deceased man. Yes, I am. I, I mean, disagree. what? I disagree. Hitler was 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 not someone who you should be agreeing with just because he was dead. He had plenty of sentiments that nobody should be agreeing with. All right, fair enough. Good, uh, good argument. Yeah, good nice. argument. I like it. I like Hitler is always like a. That's good, the kind. Listen, that's the know. kind of full contact argument that I can't deny. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know. Uh, end of the track. The story continues after the interrogation. The guy who was interrogated basically admit admitted that he lied about not knowing anything when the police were interrogating him. He's back on the block with his friends, you know. Um, and, and then we go into this next track. Uh, it's track nine, Unsolved Mysteries. And I have here a clip sent to me by Mules. He would like me to play a bit of it. This program is about unsolved mysteries. Whenever possible, the actual family members and police officials have participated in recreating the events. What you are about to see is not a news broadcast. Today near England's ancient monolith at Stonehenge, an extraordinary phenomenon is occurring that defies all explanation. Bizarre, perfectly formed circles hey, are appearing overnight hey, in scores yeah, of wheat fields yeah, across the country. Yeah. Experts have no idea listen. how they have been formed. We got the mysteries. Yeah. We got the mysteries. We got the mysteries. We got the mysteries. Yeah. We got the mysteries. Yo, I need. Yo, hold on. <laughs> this beat and like what they're talking about, Stonehenge and like crop circles or something. This should have been on Eternal will Take. <laughs> All right, like he should have flipped this. I can hear Uzi on this. Anyway, Unsolved Mysteries is the name one of, of this one track. of my track most favorite shows. All Great the show. seasons Great are show. available. Just type in Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack on YouTube, and all the episodes, all the seasons are available for free. You don't need any kind of streaming anything. You just need oh, to. Oh, you gotta love that. You just gotta. Not go telling on you what to do, but I think you gotta love that. I'm not telling you what to do, but if you watch Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack, not with the other guy, with Robert Stack, okay, with the classic voice that you just heard, all right. I listen. I don't know how. I don't know how you could deny it. And I gotta be honest, big Unsolved Mysteries fan. I don't know how you could deny this either. I like this one. Seven. I'll tell you how. Everything is working for it except for Twista. It comes on, and I said, "Yo." This Disney's The Haunted Mansion beat is something I like. But there's too much twisting on here from Twista. Oh, it could have been a cool change of pace, literally, and it would have fit the beat. 
had he slowed down and been like creepier. He was still doing the twisted thing, and I wish he hadn't. I wish he would have slowed it down. I liked it on I mean, this one track. This is, I don't go to Twister for him to slow it down. I mean, he's twisted. and you shouldn't. That's not what he does, and you absolutely shouldn't. Correct. You know, but I think, I think it would have been good, cool. Th- this falls in line, kind of, with like Adrenaline Rush and Death Before Dishonor and Overdose. It's like definitely like a kind of record on this album. There's three kind of records to me. There's like the G Thing remake, like just straight up West Coast whatever. Then there's like these kind of Midwest bangers with kind of g-funk uh elements in them and then there's the softer more like r&b type songs Mm -hmm. um listen i i like this one bro uh and i think that like the only thing that it has going against it is like definitely like subject matter that like damn near every rapper has touched on by this point right um, I wanted to like this one a lot. I mean, I, it doesn't suck. I gave it a six. It's fine. You gave it a seven, right? Yeah, just a straight seven. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not up and to I the level of the that. show. I would have liked it to have sampled that what we just heard. Wow. But for what it's worth, this kind of like creepy piano laden beat just like fits in with the other stuff from this album that I like. And despite the you know like subject matter that can be kind of redundant. I think it's good. And I think twi- I don't have a problem with Twisted twisting on this thing. I think I I go to Twisted to do the Twister. I think it would have been cool if there was one track on here and this would have been the best one where he wasn't twisting and he was being creepy and, and, and methodical. You could just listen to Goblin or fucking Relapse. Man, don't don't talk that. to me about that bad album. No, don't, don't. You don't try to play me. Anybody listen to no Goblin around his leg? <laughs> Literally, Sean, one of our most beloved patrons, is a huge Goblin fan. There are good songs on it, but like, it's not a good album to me. That's not a good album. Bastard isn't a good album. Wolf isn't a good album. Stop spoiling our damn show. We got people to troll here. What was this off the this is off the top of my head? I could be wrong. I could re-listen for the first time in a while and be like, you know what? That Goblin kind of hard. But listen, when you I I got a prediction though for real. You're gonna go back to his pre. Gen Z music. Well, you know, making. I hate his Gen Z music. Yeah, but you know what in I'm talking about. In comparison to his older Where it's stuff. like almost like Frank Ocean adjacent, his last two albums. You're going to go back to like anything from like, I'd say like Cherry Bomb bef- and before and be like, you know what? I think this is better than I gave it credit for, which is just going to indicate how well, I never, is, I never hated on, that so. stuff. I was never in love with it, but Me neither. I would, I I would agree that either. the new stuff makes that look, that stuff. I look think better. that stuff's going to make it age better though. Honestly. Um, I mean, listen, this isn't about him, but I'll just say off the top of my head, I think he, his creative peak for me was Wolf and Cherry wolf. Bomb. I think Wolf for sure. Yeah. You know, so Wolf was um, to me like him. I won't even say his creative peak because I'm sure he thinks he's better. I don't even think creative peak. I just my think enjoyment was of like him. what he was trying to do on Bastard and Goblin to me was perfected on Wolf. And then he never did that again, specifically everything from that point. Right. Like Cherry Bomb is a little more experimental and it plays a lot more with like, you know, like blowing sounds out in some ways. And we'll, we'll get yeah. to Tyler. We'll get to everyone because this is rap rankings where we're gonna review every fucking album under the sun you know so yeah. we'll get to it but right now it's time for corrupt world track 10 uh i gave it a six i gave it a six plus 
Uh, I don't have much to say. I'll say this hook. He's talking about raising a glass. Uh, listen, you hear this? I'll raise my coconut LaCroix. That's what I'll do. Well, he's saying let's make a toast for surviving yeah, in this I, world. I, just, that's I don't so drink correct. alcohol. And yeah, I, I agree. I like that. I like that sentiment. I'll just raise my LaCroix. You know, and, and this is a song, you know, they're recounting like some of their friends and family that passed away. And I think the rhyming is really sharp and on point here. Something's missing for me here. And maybe it's the beat. Maybe it's just like at this point, I'm a little burnt out. Yeah. Of this yeah, album. I mean, of this, like, I think, I think by track nine, Unsolved Mystery, like, honestly, and, you know, I'll just tell you, I don't like another song from this point on. <laughs> I think it could have ended with track nine. And that was like the perfect amount of twist for me. <laughs> All right. I feel you. Um, yeah, I mean, one line stuck out. Uh, someone on the track said, you had enough heart to waste this brother, but did you face his mother? You know? Uh, yeah, that's really all I got to say. I, 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 I like the sentiment of the chorus. Yeah, I think, you know, making it in this corrupt world is an accomplishment. Um, you should always evaluate your... Uh, how do you, how do you like B-hype? Was that B-hype that said this brother-mother line? Yeah. Oh, he was cool, I guess. He's all right. <laughs> you know? Um, I'll tell you Would what you was Would you say that you B, leave the hype? No. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you what was unnecessary. The the little, the song at the end, the skit, this is probably the one skit I didn't care for. Um, well, other than the, I didn't even write it. It's funny. All the other skits, you know, that come at the end of the songs, I have some note about. I didn't even write about the skit here. They presented this like this was really going to be something. They're like, yo, sing the Bud song. Like, sing the song. I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be great. And he sings the song, and I'm like, I mean, you know, is this really necessary? Yeah, you know. Uh, That's all I got to say about Corrupt World, honestly. Um, We can move on. Uh, track 11, um, get it wet. <laughs> uh, I got a, I got a six here. Um, oh wait, is, okay, hold on, hold on a second, y'all. Yeah, sorry, uh, track 11, get it wet. Uh, four minus, I think it's the worst song in the album. <laughs> I gave it a six. Whoa, hold on. So you think this is, you would put this song on par with Adrenaline Rush? Yeah. You're out of your fucking mind. I thought the beat was, was it the beat I liked? I don't know. Anyway, I just, I found it, and I know you hate this, but it was, it was just, it was just like, it was too amusing to be mad at this. The, the phrase manly moans is on this record. Yeah, that's not a good phrase. It's not. It's not, but it's memorable. <laughs> you know, and Dude, you like, know what else is memorable? This virus. <laughs> She's this is a girl on the track, another girl with a bad I voice. So I don't want to hear him talk about getting it wet. Me either. And especially either. because he's the fast rapper. And like when you think about like really like making love to somebody, it's like slow and sensual. I don't know what this motherfucker's going like a jackhammer. 
<laughs> you know, but there's a twist of flow. It, it works against you in these sort of situations. Slow down, kid, and work a hold. Tell a story, for God's sakes. A real Tasmanian devil in the This bed. is where he should have slowed it down and stopped twisting around so much. <laughs> Look, I mean, apparently the girls like it. There's the girl, there's another girl on here. Now, this is that chick Dude, you were talking Jamie about. Jamie Foxx right brought Twista to slow jams because the girls weren't convinced they should fuck Kanye and Jamie Foxx yet. You need to bring him to close the deal. For some reason, girls want to fuck Twista. As he, you know, all the, every works, girl bro. wants to fuck Twista. That's the secret of Twista. That's why he's in the game more than twenty years and and running now. Twenty five years and running. Um, <laughs> listen, she's she's talking about the girl on here. Another girl with a bad voice. I don't know if she's from Chicago or not. But she's talking about something all down this clitoris. And I'm like, all right. You know, like, you, I'll, I'll put it this way. After hearing that, you hear that? The can dropping. That, that's just how I felt. It's just yeah, like you, you threw your headphones, it. broke them, and then tried to say you were qualified to review this album. <laughs> and yet you say this is the same rating as Adrenaline Rush, the song. Disgusting. I'm carrying hip hop on my back, and I can't keep carrying it forever. <laughs> Yo, we, that's a shirt idea. We need like a guy on the front of the shirt, like you know the the the, the freaking like Atlas dude holding the. He's gonna his arms are, but on the back is just gonna be hip hop. <laughs> on the front, it's a dude struggling. <laughs> he's holding hip hop. <laughs> we got a lot of shirts in the pipeline. I gotta yeah, tell that's you, that's a funny shirt. That is hilarious. I keep picturing him like the and one guy. He like he doesn't have a face. Yeah, he's, he's like, carrying just... hip hop on his back, but like it's a big ball of like basically imagine every rapper like hugging onto each other. <laughs> like it's just a mass of humanity. Yeah, it's a real like hellacious, like deformed looking monstrosity it's a blob. mutation it's a monstrosity blob. mutation blob for you sure. You got like Uzi's hand sticking out and like a chain here and like a dread here and like a a kangle there, you know. It'd be great. It's gonna um, be a, a bunch of bodies like on top of each other, interlocked with each other. Yeah. But I'd have uh, to pay an artist $150 to draw it. Fuck. You know. But um You gotta listen for the you wanna bring out the big guns, you know? Two fifty maybe. Two fifty. Uh, 50 for the art okay um yeah that's all i gotta say it's a six I, and i completely get a four minus two i'm have no argument oh man my i have a literal one line review for the next song oh cool i don't have much to say either so no remorse i have I no remorse six. about this review i give it a six minus i just wrote real generic chicago g-funk facsimile <laughs> Cool. Well, I, I wrote uh, here about it. Um, two things, or three things. I wrote, there's a line, cry blood like I took your virginity. And I just wrote, uh. And the second line, someone said, smoking while watching cable. And I was like, <laughs> very simple line, and. Sounds good. You know, that's very like, I like that line. Smoking while no, watching. Listen, nobody watches cable anymore. I'll right. Tell you, you know, so it's like, sounded relaxing, you know? <laughs> um, and then so, uh, Twista said something on here. I think it was Twista. I don't know. Was he beefing with rap a lot at the time, perchance? At all? Maybe? Because he said wow. something about like rap a lot, and it sounded like it may have been a diss. 
I didn't look into it, but um, hey, you know what? I will look into it this week and next time we record. If there is some smoke, I'll let you know. Word. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got to say about no remorse. Oh, well, you know what's funny? I just did some quick research. Okay. Um, remember that record, that Do or Die, the group Do or Die? Yes. Um, they put out an album, Picture This, mm-hmm. and it was released on Rap A Lot. Okay, so that was, yeah, all right. So and that was the album that Twista had the three features yes. on where he stole the show and all of a sudden broke out on his own. Yes. So, again, I don't know if it was a diss. Maybe he was shouting him out. It was happening so fast. He was twisting, you know? I don't know. You see, Maybe I should have re-listened. Maybe I'm he's a bad listening. reviewer. I should have re-listened. He's a bad reviewer. We already knew. He's listening with broken headphones. He's only listen. <laughs> he's only listening when he when he hears a line that that sounds like a small penis rapper would have said it. Oh, come on. And you know something? You know he's gonna be fucking tripping once he gets some real headphones. He's gonna come back and he's gonna say, you know what, Mules? He's gonna try to rap snitch Kanish me or fucking rap. Uh, what is it? Deep fried friends me. And he's going to be like, you know what? Adrenaline Rush is a 10. I think it's actually one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Well. We yeah, made it to the end. We made it to the end. It's final Thank God. Track. I'm ready for this fucking album to be over with, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, you were done after Unsolved Mysteries. I was probably done. Not done, but I knew what I was in for by the first track. And I'm like, all right. You know <laughs> I, it's not that I was like I I still held out hope I was gonna take something away, but uh, yeah, he could have got a five out of nine with me if he would have stuck to the classic Mules and Mel nine song formula, but unfortunately, you know, it was 1997. Mules and Mel were uh, milling about, not worried about what Twisted was doing with his life. Yeah, and uh, this was, yeah. Emotions remix, I got to tell you, Emotions itself was a six. This remix though, bro. The beat sucks. It's a five. I don't I like this five. New, I gave it. I don't a five like this too. new beat at all. It's so bare and like I, I, it just I don't it lacks. You know, like I don't it's care what's happening on this shit. Like it's a it, five. It's, yeah, I've, it's like I feel nothing about. I felt this. like the beat on the first one wasn't great at all. I said it was low key, but I really like Twist's flow. I think going back and listening to the original emotions after this one uh-huh. was at least made it, like it made it clear that like. Emotion sounds finished. The remix sounds like a halfway finished song. Huh. Yeah, I agree. It just... I hated the production on this. That was it, really. Like, that was it for me, you know? And sometimes when I hear a beat that just does not click with me at all, the song is just going to, no matter what's being said, it's just got to ride out to the end. Yeah, I didn't like the beat here. I don't have a problem with the rapping, but... There's a skit here at the end that closes it all out. Uh, what happened on that skit again? Because apparently I didn't even, I didn't even make a note. <laughs> just some, just some banter. Okay. Well, yeah, we've reached the end. Um, I give it a five out of thirteen. Thirty-eight percent takeaway, and uh, eighty points out of an available one hundred and thirty points, so sixty-one percent average rating. Giving me a forty nine point five percent weighted. Uh, you got eighty points here. Yeah, I got eight. Wait, yeah, I, I did some math wrong somewhere because I got seventy nine. Oh, y'all go. Yeah, I did. I did. You know what? Yes, yes, you did. 
did, did the uh, math wrong? No, I did the math wrong. Oh. Um. So it's. I you know, oh because you know what happened? Remember I told you a song fell off for me. Yeah. Corrupt world went from a seven minus to a six plus, oh, okay. and I never accounted for it in the math. So yeah, you're right. It is a seventy nine. Okay, so five out of out of thirteen. Seven. Yeah, five out of thirteen, and a seventy nine out of one thirty. Does that still put <laughs> okay. me at forty nine point five, or are we just forty nine now? Uh, let me see. Um, let me see. Uh, doing and doing the calculations, folks. If you uh, want a part-time job with rap rankings where you just hold the calculator, I'll pay you like two cents an hour. Uh, just hit us up. Email us at therapprankings at gmail.com. Or maybe it's just rap rankings. I don't remember. Okay. I don't use that email. You're going to start <laughs> using it. Yeah, I mean, I get notifications you know, so, on my so, phone so. if anyone wants to email it. So, you know. Uh, so you yeah, you email, got guys, you can email weighted. once we find out what the email is, you can email with your, uh, thoughts, you know, you can say, Hey, you guys are both. Oh yeah. Tripping. You can for sure do that. Oh, look, I'll, yeah. I'll, let me find we'll read it. it on it's, the it's air. Here. Hold on. The email. It's, 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 uh, it's everywhere. Hey, I just don't remember off the top of my head. The email address is yeah. The rap rankings at gmail.com. I was right. right. The rap rankings at gmail.com. If you have questions, if you uh, want to weigh in on the review, you, Hate moles and hey, if you want to be on the show, like you know, just set us, us up. One thing you Look, should we not know y'all hit us ain't up doing nothing, y'all quarantined. So, I'm, I'm telling know. you because uh, we both got messages. We do not take albums for submissions. That's not what this is. We're yeah, not a block. Not, like, at least we're honest about that. You know, it's not like oh, you sent us stuff and we just let it sit in the inbox. Look, we come from, we we've been in the industry. We know how this goes. All right, like. So we're not even going to bother with that show because... related emails. If you I'll read yeah. any piece of mail on this show, so long as it pertains to this show, if you right. rap and you want to plug your shit, do it at the end of a letter that has to do with this show. Listen to our show. If you want to get plugged and we're not reviewing your album, so don't send it to us. Word. So where am well, I at? Is it 49 or 49.5? 49% weighted for you, 28.5% okay, so weighted. Not, not recommended, okay? I don't think this is a great album by any means, but if you check out Adrenaline Rush, It Feels So Good, and Overdose. Okay. Those are the three songs I think are the, the three best songs on here. Well, so, I took away nothing from here. It was a zero out of 13. I is mean, this your first that, zero in rap rankings? No, history? it's not. It's my second, because Pusha T also got a zero with Daytona. Okay. Um, so 28.5% weighted for me. So you're 49 plus my 28.5. hand out zeros like Cheerios. Well, you know, sometimes you drop an album full of nothing that that I like. I don't you think know, this is happens. full of nothing, Twista. All right? No hard feelings. All right, man? Look, it's no hard feelings even though it's full of nothing for me. It happens. Some of my favorite artists have dropped. You'll see. You'll see. You know? Um, so... 38.75%. If you put our, our weight ratings together, that is the rating. The rap rankings rating. It's got to score at least higher than Pusha T, right? Because I like this yeah. thing considerably. Because Pusha T was a 36.25%. So, look, Twista is a 3.8 out of 10. Pusha T is a 3.6 out of 10. 
you know. So let's let's take a look at the board now. The big board of every rap album in history. There are nine albums on it now. Okay, number one. Wow. Uh, MF Doom, mm, food, eighty-five point two five percent. Number two, Master Ace, A Long Hot Summer, seventy point two five percent. Number three, Outcast, Idlewild, fifty-eight point five percent. What drop-offs between the top three? Yeah, yeah, for real. Twelve <laughs> and to then fifteen it gets like kind point of, drop-offs. You know, uh, no, fifteen point drop-off, and then a twelve point drop-off. Yeah, pretty much. Um, number four, Most Deaf, True Magic. Uh, oh, it's true. No, it's True Magic. Fifty-six point two five percent. Missy Elliott, The Real World, coming in at number five with a fifty-five point seven five percent. Number six, Big Bear doing things. Wow. Uh, 42.25%. Like, I Big thought Bear. he was going to be at the bottom for a while, but he's holding Dude, down Big the number Bear six. Big Bear is fucking line. holding down. Not, like, he's holding it down on this list. For real. He's better than uh, number seven, Big Sean, Hall of Fame, with a 40.5%. Uh, number eight, our new entry, Twista, Adrenaline Rush, 38.75%. And number nine, at the very bottom, the current worst hip-hop album in history, Pusha T, Daytona, 36.25%. MF so Doom Big at number Bear. one, Pusha T at number nine. It's almost like just because you make dusty music, real hip-hop, whatever you want to call it, doesn't necessarily guarantee you a, a spot at the top. You know, I mean, look, bro, you, you're talking about if you would have told me, yo, Big Bear was going to make a better album than Big Sean, Twisted, and Pusha T, I would have said, it's possible. I've never heard Big Bear. But you look at the albums, you got people talking about Daytona was album of the year. Twista is a Chicago legend. There's, and Big they're Sean saying this is, is Twista's a, best album. They're saying this is the album, like, this is his calling card. This is his special album, his classic. The, you know, you know and, the fucking flagship album in his catalog. You know, and Big Sean is one of the premier pop rappers, you know, I would say. Um, I'd say so. Yeah, it's, I look, it's Drake, Cole, Kendrick, Big Sean. Um, I feel like those are kind of... Am I missing Lizzo? somebody? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Lizzo? Florida? Did you say Bull? Lizzo? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess we're talking pop, right? But I mean, like, they kind of came in together. Like, the same. Those I, we are, get like, it, Mel. You like small penis rap. Why, would you throw it. Wale in there? No. <laughs> All right, yeah, he hasn't had the same impact, I guess. But uh, This isn't about what I like. I'm just acknowledging that these are kind of the yeah, guys. We, we love these guys. They're great. They're, they're also great. We love them. Do we? We gave Big Sean a 40.5%. Doesn't mean we don't love him. It's tough love. <laughs> I love Big Sean. You kidding me? He's a great guy. Seems like a guy. really great guy. But I'm not going to just say every song he puts out is good to me. I think I like Big Sean more and more every year as a guy. It just seems like. Yeah. I love everyone, bro. I'm just <laughs> sometimes the problem is if like if you don't want me to say that I don't enjoy that you're like I, we're, we're cool, you know, me and all the rappers. We're all cool unless you're the kind of rapper that takes it personally that's you can't even fathom the idea, the concept of someone not enjoying something that you made. If you're one of those people, then I don't know. Then I then you don't have to love me back, but I still love you. I love all rappers. I just don't sometimes love their music. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that triple X guy, but I like all the other ones. Oh uh, yeah, listen. Yeah, you that don't kid's want a little me to start fucking, talking. But everybody that. else is great. Okay. 
They're all great, and I love them like they're my own goddamn family, okay? I look after them, too. I care for them. All right? And uh, I got to say, hit my music. What is your music? I don't know what your music is. Without Me by Eminem. <laughs> Why? Why is this your music? All right, so I... The beat, I, just the beat. Uh, yeah, I know. I remember. Um... This being your music is great. (laughs) Guess who's back? Back again. Curran's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Curran's back. Curran's back. Guess who's back? Curran's back. Curran's back. Curran's back. So before I go, everyone check out the new currency project, uh, Smoking Potness. <coughs> that segment just gave me Corona. Uh, so as you know, we have a new segment here on the show. Every time Currency drops a new project, you're going to hear my music. And I'm going to inform you that the new Curran project is here. And that Curran is indeed back. Wow. So uh, enjoy. This has been our new segment, Curran's Back. <laughs> Do we have the craziest segments in the podcast game? We're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. We're definitely getting there. But uh, I got to say, Mel, yeah. next episode of this mainline rap rankings series will be our last of this season. Yep, season zero is coming to an end. Did we work out all the kinks? Did we? Are we? Are, are we? Are we still going into season one with like with some with some with some stuff not all the way together? Well, your I, headphones. I, I, okay, all right. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Get I think the, the fuck out of here, you motherfucker! I think things are definitely better. I got to go back and listen to Idlewild, the first episode of the season, and see how far we've already come. Listen, folks, I'm still saving the juice. I mean, I've turned you know what? up I'm, Listen, I'm, I hear Dan, and Dan says they keep getting better and better. And he's the only person I listen to. Well, I also listen to Sean. I listen to everybody, but I'm saying I only really <laughs> listen to Dan. All right? This man is Trump out here. Dan's the only person I listen to. Well, I listen to everybody. <laughs> uh, I got my finger on the pulse, Okay. I got and, my finger in a tray of lemon Oreo thins. We are not the same. Oh, All right. No. So, uh, yeah, next. We, we don't reveal what we usually reveal. We don't. Y'all just find out. So you'll just have to wait and see what the final album of the preseason is going to be. But then we go weekly. That's this right. is going to be something we have to do. Every single week. When we go weekly, you're getting the juice every week. I'm turning this it up This is the week. juice. What are you talking about? This whole episode was the juice. Oh, no. No, I didn't even have the juice up. 
So you left me out here alone turning up the juice? <laughs> I had it up like maybe... Doing these comedic bits? I only had like 10% juice on. 10% juice? That seems like an insult to a man I like to, to fill out who's... the episode. I plan to turn it up, but... I was filling it out. I was going off the field, you know? Oh, get the fuck out of here. I'm not even... No, I'm just saying... Listen, this has nothing to do with the show. I just saw some bullshit, that's all. I think you're just mad that you ain't got no Oreo Thins. I actually have... I don't have Oreo Thins, but I have um, fudge-covered Oreos and Oreo Trolls. Oreo Trolls, you say? Yeah, look them up. I will. Oreo Trolls. Yeah, I got a, I got a, listen, I got a pack of the Oreo Trolls when I was panic shopping. Hey, look at this. Look at this. It looks <laughs> I, different than the regular one. I was panic shopping. <laughs> you oh, think okay, I'm fucking funny? Huh? What's so funny? You think I'm a clown? Wow. Uh, funny like a clown? <laughs> uh, funny how? These look interesting. I picked them up. I got the green ones. Oh, okay. I see. What's it say? What are they saying? Um, green colored cream with glitter and popping candy. Get it wet. <laughs> green colored cream. Green colored cream is what like the Shrek twister would say. Ogre <laughs> twister would say. On, on a get it wet type song. What? Oh, that's gross. That's gross. I see where you're going with this. And uh, look, I'm is... I'm known as a bit of a smut connoisseur, but oh wow, look at that. That may be too much, even for me. So yeah, I guess we'll see him next month, and then uh, then we'll start seeing him every week. Yep. Um, y'all stay safe out there, man. Scary yeah, please, times. Uh, in all seriousness, out. guys, uh, stay inside. Wash your hands. You know, I'm sure you've heard what to, to do by right now, but, uh, look, we're going to be here to provide entertainment. And, we're going to uh, try. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to try. Yeah, that is for sure. And, uh, put yeah. smiles on faces. As, uh, as a Disney Channel original movie once said. Together. So, yeah. All right. Uh, see y'all next month on your favorite show, Rap Rankings. The only show where every <laughs> listen. I knew I was setting myself up, but I couldn't stop because I had already started. <laughs> it, it's like a first listen. Okay. Okay. That was that was a shorter pause. All right. Cool. All right, folks. Uh, see you later.